Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering the prologue in chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4 of The Hero of Ages. Enjoy! Welcome, everyone, to episode 33 of The Cosmere Reads. I was thinking about this uh, as we we're about to go live, and I always did with the wheel reads, like, seasons per book. So this would be, like, season three. And the and I kept going back and forth when I started this podcast on, like, whether I would do that for these books. But since Brandon Sanderson is still writing all the Cosmere books, and there might be a million of them before it's all gone, I didn't want to be, like, season 57. <laughs> <laughs> so i just got the <laughs> no no you go with it man we're gonna be like that uh what's that what's that show Gunsmoke that would have like 70 maybe, seasons or whatever it was I yeah maybe i'll just do seasons per series like chunk yeah. so like we'll do the trilogy and then i'll do season two will be launchers and then yeah. season three will be stormlight so yeah cool we'll do that Actually, um good. sounds good so little housekeeping didn't talk about that to you guys live beforehand but that's okay so we're starting a new book, guys. This is yeah. exciting, right? Um, you know, we got this nice little cool new book here of ages. I love this book cover. There's a million different book covers they have. Yeah, man. This one with a steel spike going down, which we get into very quickly in this yeah. book. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens early on in this book. Yeah, What's it starts explaining about? a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. really fast. <laughs> like like huge expedition dump, but, you know, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, before I get into any of that, a couple announcements. Um, nothing really with the Cosmere Reads as far as if we're starting a new book. Um, Will Reads, we're starting back up sometime this month, maybe uh, the next season of Water Fortune. Um, and I think that's it. We just started a new book over there, too. So we're just kind of, yeah, new books everywhere. Lots of fun. So, yeah. Um, I would say also we are sponsored. Uh, so, yeah, let me do that real fast. Tonight's episode is brought to you by. NordVPN. Uh, that's a bad one. Uh, let's find a better, <laughs> better overlay. That better? Yeah, that's better. Okay, that's NordVPN. Uh, yeah. So they emailed me the other day saying that they're going to be doing a special for the VPN, super cheap. Um, uh, it's going to be three ninety nine or something like that a month for two years for two year subscription using our affiliate link. So I will add that in the description of the actual podcast. I don't have it for tonight, but uh, we'll get the link out there for that. So if you want a super cheap VPN and you want to be able to watch any movie in the entire world because you can just say you're in that country on Netflix, literally it opens up everything. Like I can just go online, Google, like, I want to watch this movie. Oh, it's available in Canada. Well, I'm in Canada now. So there's also other uses for it. There's safety. Yeah. But but yeah, VPNs. Go check it out. She's super Mm -hmm. cheap VPN. Four bucks a month. I use NordVPN. You got to show me how to do that, Alan. Yeah. No, so it's just not that easy. Like, literally, if you use NordVPN, you pull it up on your browser. You know, you pull it up and it has the whole map of the world. So yeah. if you, like, Google a movie you want to watch and say, where is that streaming on Netflix in the world? And you go click on that country and then go to Netflix.com and it will be there. So I had real real <laughs> applicability for this. Uh, I love Poirot. All right, the Hercule Poirot show that came out like on like PBS and all that stuff. So it's available. Every episode is available on YouTube, not available to watch in the US. 
So the only way I was able to watch it was I had to download it while I was in Scandinavia. <laughs> so now I have it. But if I had NordVPN, it wouldn't be a problem. Wouldn't be a problem. Yep. Just click on one of the Scandinavian uh anywhere else outside anywhere. the US. Yeah, it's just not on the US. US. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a movie I watched like The Passengers. It's with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh, Jennifer like, Lawrence. Saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had never seen it and I saw like a little preview for it. I was like, oh, this one's interesting. And I was like, uh-huh. so I went to Netflix and I was like, not on Netflix. And I was like, it's in Netflix in Canada. Sweet. I want to watch it. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It works. It's cool. Um, check it out. Yeah. Nord's awesome. Um, so yeah, no. Doughboy just convinced me to use Nord. Yeah. Nord. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody drink tonight? Anybody drinking besides me? So actually, I went fancy today. This is actually a chocolate smoked old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually smoked mm-hmm. it in a cigar box. So it's got mm, the nice little whiff on it. So I, I went fancy tonight. Just now. Got to bring it out sometimes. Uh, I, go ahead. Uh, saying I'm drinking straight whiskey. I have a nice bottle of Elijah Craig barrel. Hey, proof. yeah, the barrel proof stuff. It's pretty. That good. stuff is so ridiculously underpriced for what it tastes yeah, like. I mean, delicious. yeah, it's great. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, what you drink, um, Will? I have this. Uh, oh, the bullet. bullet. Yes, the bullet, Manhattan. Yes, it's pretty tasty, and it's also pretty strong. So. I'm halfway through my first class of it. Oh, really? What's the what's the ABV on that? Thirty five percent. Okay. Because uh, see the the old fashioned I think is an orange bottle, right? Yes, I have that one too. Yeah, and then the uh, yeah, but I've never had either. But it, I was like, it couldn't be too bad. It's bullet. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, this is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Put over some ice. Oh, easy peasy. Nice. And yeah. these go really well with whiskey too. I got some uh, chocolate covered espresso beans. Uh, so oh. yeah. Unfortunately, I have the caffeine allergy, so unless mm. I want to die, <laughs> worth it. That's I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go out. Special chocolate cover special beats are so good. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take your word for it, Alan. <laughs> Let me down that a little bit. Yeah, get in there. So, what's new? What's going on with you guys? Anything new, exciting? We've it's been a Wow. So for me, it's just been work. I I told you guys that. um, And I knew it was going to be like hella fine amount of work, uh, crazy amount of work. So, um, yeah, but uh, like I was telling the guys, I was going to play like, you know, see if these with you guys. I haven't been able to do that. Um, And then I redid a part of my water cooling loop last night um, just because I was nervous. It might be a leak potential kind of thing. So I focused Mm -hmm. on that. I'm super happy with that. I'm like, and I got a little monitor here. I can actually monitor the temperatures and everything. It's, that's super cool. cool and it's like super quiet i love the fact it's like crazy quiet like it makes like no noise <laughs> so nice yeah 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 we've been playing a lot of sea of thieves um yeah, yeah, I I say. On this thing man <laughs> yeah I like, will and i have been playing a lot yeah um, we played like three nights this week and played like really long sessions and if you nice. want to check it out like when we play i live stream it whenever we're playing so uh you can just go to twitch.tv slash um which sees the wind in Latin, Carpe Ventum. Um, it's a perfect sea of thieves. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you guys want to check out my Twitch channel, you can. I, I, now, I do have um, like all the YouTube stuff um, in, you know, like set up. So it's just queuing like all these videos and stuff because I had never played it. Yeah. Um, and this one came up and it was like, it's almost like guaranteed. I guess they're releasing a 2024 release. Mm, they have new updates all the time. 
No, they're talking about like a new like version. I guess because the Seed Seeds Two. That's been a rumor mill for a while. Oh, okay. So I was... and then there's Skull and Bones coming out, which is another part game that's coming mm. out next month, maybe. They've pushed okay. that back for like three years now. But um, oh, okay, gotcha. But there's been rumor mill for Sea of Thieves two for a long time. But there's, uh-huh. I don't know, Sea of Thieves is fun. Um, it, yeah, I love the idea of Sea of Thieves, but I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah, that's the thing about Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of Thieves is one of those games, and I hate that it's on Game Pass because it's free to play for anyone that has Game Pass. And then if you don't have friends that play, the game's not that fun. Like yeah. playing yeah, by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So there's like two separate areas, right? So there's like a sea, which is like you can just that's do by new. yourself. Yeah, that's new. The Safer Sea stuff yeah, that just came yeah. out in October. Oh, um, but forever, cool. it was just like all PvP. Um, uh-huh. It's just all I do now anyway. I, I would never play the Safer Sea stuff. That's not fun. Like, uh... like Will and I occasionally will try to do missions, and then we just get really bored and try to find boats. Go sink. Uh, okay. Got <laughs> like, you. Got like, you. Like, all right. Like, I don't right. want to play actual game. Uh, yeah. I just want to go steal stuff. Um, <laughs> steal so stuff. we're those toxic players that people talk about, and like the reason why people hate the game is because they get they're new to the game. They know what they're doing, and they start, and then someone comes by that's been playing forever. It just sinks them instantly, and takes all their stuff, and they're like, "Well, and I'm not playing anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so basically this is like world, world of warcraft back in like 1999 when it was all P- yeah when it was all pvp yeah because um, it was like toxic as hell man you'd have like a, a level very 60, toxic yeah you have it a level a 60 toxic dude game. come by and he would just like just bash your head in with a club and then just take all your stuff yep it, it's a very toxic game um the great uh. thing about it is there's not like it's not like that like there's no leveling in the game so like everyone's on an equal playing field it's just skill though so like that it's a matter sense. of learning so like look okay. at it as you come up you get wrecked by another boat you're learning right it's yeah. a learning process you gotta pay your dues mm. right mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's one of those things like there's not like you can get spe- you can't get special weapons that are better than anyone else like everyone has the exact same stats there's no like and on top of that alan and i are playing on a two-man ship and we're fighting four four person ships right so like we're yeah. outnumbered and it's a challenge. Can you get better if you go into the safer seas part and get to like your skills up? Well, you can like get used to like to use the mechanics. Yeah. 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 But that's where like playing with with like me and Alan, because we play a little bit, you'd be able uh-huh. to learn more quickly, I think. Because we can yeah. tell okay. you, you know. Gotcha. All right. Like Thatcher, if you ever want to play, let Alan know. He can join us anytime. Anybody. Yeah, right. anyone Always can join us. Yeah, join a Discord and just hit me up. And um, anyone can join us. I don't care. Uh, we'll just get cool. a bigger boat. Yeah. Play with four people at once. It's a lot of fun. So, nice. 100% full send. Come play with us. It'll be fun. I guarantee, if nonetheless, it'll be fun. Even if we lose, we don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's the whole point. Like, <laughs> don't get serious <laughs> about it. We don't get serious just, about it at all. I saw him nah. beat us like, oh, well, we just lost a bunch of stuff. Hey, you know, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Like, <laughs> just, just wait for the reload screen and your boat will respawn and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all good. virtual currency anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. So, now we took out a, we took out a galleon, a, a four-person boat the other night, uh, just Will and I together, um, which was pretty, pretty epic. I mean, we definitely came in during a storm, so they couldn't see us coming. And I think that played to a huge advantage, but... That's fun. Hmm. Um, so anyway, um, not talking about Sea of Thieves. I could talk about that for hours. So the Sea of Thieves podcast. Uh, <laughs> the sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves um, Welcome to SotCon. <laughs> yeah, SotCon. There you go. <laughs> Let's get into talking about Hero of Ages. Because uh, that's a, that's something fun to talk about, too. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Because mm-hmm. we have four or uh, five chapters. We include the little short prologue. But um, which there's what a lot a of talk about in that, too. Man, that's an impactful prologue. Yeah, it is. Ooh. 
So let's get right into it because we get a bunch of stuff that was left cliffhangers, a couple of answers like right away of stuff we hadn't really figured out yet. And we're starting to get some answers like right from the get-go. Immediately. You know the wait long. No. (laughs) So so we start with Marsh's point of view in the prologue. Um, And Marsh is struggling. It starts with Marsh struggled to kill himself. He's that's the first line of this book. Um, He is flipping back and forth from being under control by something. And he finally names it later in the chapter, but he's talking about how he gets a sense of himself again, how he doesn't want to do what he does. And then something washes over him and he loses complete control. Oh yeah. And, and and there's a terrorist man on a bench in front of him. Um, also, he talks about, uh, you guess, you know, three years as an inquisitor, three years in prison from, you know, imprisoned in his own thoughts, um, it, you know, and and just about how whenever this thing takes over the excitement of blood and everything like that. And, oh, and man. The and he gets into, like that, the yes. blood lust and everything yes. like that. And he doesn't have control, man. He's um, like craving it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A couple, couple of big things here. I mean, one, you get the name of this entity that's free now. Ruin. Ruin. Yeah. And, of course, I'm doing the audio books. I don't know how it's spelled. Yeah. People who say the Cosmere is YA have not read this book. What is YA? Is, uh, young adult. Young adult. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This ain't no Harry Potter, my, my people. This isn't Harry Potter. I mean, of course, we're Harry driving. Potter isn't Harry Potter by the end of the books. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, isn't he like fighting the like he's trying to like remove the spike himself? Yeah, he's, like, he wants that with, like you know to reach around and like pull the spike out and everything. Yeah. This poor guy. Yeah, Ish. poor Marsh. I mean, yeah. he's the and he, he gets he has a like a a glimpse of himself like while all this is happening and sees the horror all around him. And as soon as he gets that, he's like trying to stop himself. He gets like taken back over again. He's like the lust just comes right back to him. So we learned a term to, called hemallergy. Uh, we yep. have no idea what that means, but the term is given here um, that something's happening where they're driving spikes through. There's a body on top of but a it body. But it takes two bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hema going like, you know, our typical understanding of hema sound, blood. Mm-hmm. So hemallergy, allergy, meaning right. metals, things like that. So I was like yeah. blood metal, but I'm not sure yeah. I understand. Cause I mean, obviously this, specific ritual requires two bodies because I actually have an indent or impression in the actual right, for the body to get underneath the other body. So that way there's like the one body and then a body on top of it and then drive the spikes through. Yeah. So, it has to go uh, through the heart. Yeah. Go for the yeah. heart, Indy. Go for the heart. Cover your heart. <laughs> <laughs> for the people that don't know that's from Indiana Jones and the Temple of uh Doom. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. What are your thoughts about all this i mean let's talk about ruin talk about hemallergy talk about just what's going on with marsh i mean just all of it you know i i I remember um in the first book how excited i was that marsh had become an inquisitor i was like because he's on the inside now right and i was like oh man unfortunately he went through this like terrible ritual blah 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 blood everywhere body parts everywhere yada 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 and he won't even talk about it. he's like you know the first rule of fight club you don't talk about fight club right so mm-hmm. he was like i can't tell you what is happening but you were like you you like felt like you had a man on the inside and i have done nothing but just like feel for this guy 
ever since then. I'm poor like, Marsh. This I mean, guy. Poor Marsh. Yeah, <laughs> poor Marsh. Like literally. Yeah. That's, like, that's what it says in my notes. It says poor Marsh. Marsh. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This it's... poor guy. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, because he was trying to do it for all the right reasons, not knowing oh. what he was getting into, and no idea what he was getting into. And now he's in, and there's nothing he can do. He can't get out. Like yeah. he's just stuck. And I mean, the only way to get out is to kill himself at this point. Because, and he can't even do that easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, Dana Leo Azul says, I remember a lot of excitement and thought I couldn't wait for him to find out the truth about Mark's situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's yep, dark. Yep. That's true. <laughs> like, Absolutely true. Absolutely. <laughs> I stand by it because I was excited at the beginning. I was like, oh man, he came in. He's badass now. Yeah. And I was like, like not knowing. And then all the people that have read the book are like, oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> and now we're here and I'm like, head in hands the whole time. Just like, <laughs> why you gotta do this to my boy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's rough. It is. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts about Ruin? I mean, so we've heard this name before. The Conjurer mentioned it. I can't remember if it was the first book or so. I think it had to be second book. Conjurer got big in Wolf Um, I think it was Tensoon that mentioned it. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like we heard the term before. He, it, it was in capital letters and we pointed it out. So, I mean, I'll go back because I didn't mention it and highlight it before. And I don't expect you read the slow pace to remember these things. Yeah, and I'm doing audiobooks, so I didn't really yeah. know what the, the emphasis so I, was. So, so. I, I pointed it out on the podcast when I said that was that um it was uh the conjurer said right we're we're something we're not quite of ruin and preservation, and both of those were capitalized. Mm. And I asked you, what do you guys think about that? And like and you guys are like, I don't know what ruin and preservation are. I was like, okay, good enough. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Again, I feel something like along I, those lines, I, I, I'd have probably paid a lot more attention to it if I had known it was in capital letters. Yeah. Didn't it have something to do with like how Alan got stabbed in the Well of Ascension? Mm. Go on. Um, <laughs> I just have in my notes that the the entity in the Well of Ascension that stabbed Ellen is now like we now know that that is called Ruin. Yes. Mm. Um, okay. Other than that, I mean, it, I don't really know. It's that seems to be like what is controlling the Inquisitors to do this hemolurgy wait 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 actually i said yes and i'm i thought that the entity that that stabs ellen stabbed ellen was a mist wraith was trying to prevent and was trying to prevent ruins ascension oh escaping so i so i didn't think that was ruin i thought that ruin was the thing that was speaking to then i'm free i'm free yeah yeah right i could be very well be wrong uh, so that's that's what that was my interpretation. I don't know if I'm right. I'm just saying that was my interpretation. Okay. So. I'm trying to I mean, both, why I wrote that down. I mean, both. I mean, both could could be right. It's just uh, someone's right, someone's wrong. But wrap up. <laughs> yeah, man. But well, we're we're gonna get to the global stuff. I mean, these these openings, by the way, these uh, what, what, what do we call the epitaphs? Uh, yeah, epitaphs. Epigraphs. Epigraphs. Not tasks. I yeah, said so it last epitaph time. didn't sound right. Epitaphs is on a, on a grave. Epitaphs on a grave. Epigraph. <laughs> epitome. Is... <laughs> Will, yes. <laughs> this is the epitome of the episode. The epitome. Um, <laughs> sounds right, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, man. This has already turned to a catastrophe. Um, so <laughs> The epitome. 
We were talking about that on Sea of Thieves. But we, were, we were. Oh, no nice. more Sea of Thieves rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. The epitome. It, it even carried over. We talked about it on the Wheel Reads last week. So oh, just... man. <laughs> epitome has gone far. <laughs> and that word is ruined for life now because this guy is mispronouncing it. Mr. Professor yeah. himself was all like trying to be like, oh, yes, not epitaphs. Flavor. Epitaphs are on graves. Epigraphs <laughs> at the beginning of the chapters. <laughs> epigraphs. Epitome. I was like, epi, epi what? Cat astrophe. <laughs> Cat astrophe. Yeah. Catastrophe. Right. And I saw all these, by the way, these, uh, all these, uh, 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 notes going back and forth on Discord about cats and stuff. I was like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. Y'all some feline go. friends. <laughs> so yeah we'll get to we'll get to the epigraphs when we get to ch chapter yes, one yes 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 yeah i'm gonna yeah. jump ahead we're, we're going to definitely talk about them and thoughts uh this uh, book more than the books um wait are we moving on from the prologue no i still want to talk about hemology thoughts okay all right well <laughs> the, we glossed over i don't know if it's important or not but they said that the person that was being um spiked was a terrorist man which mm -hmm. i thought was shitty i don't know very if, shitty you know, obviously, everyone doesn't have to be a terrorist to to become an inquisitor. But this, in this instance, it was a terrorist. Becoming the inquisitor, the person on top, or the person on the bottom. Is it the top or is it the pitcher, or the catcher? Is it the dom or the or the? the I feel like there's think, some sort of transfer. Think about what's important about why it, it, it's critical that it be a terrorist, though. Too, I mean, and I thought this the whole time. I was like, so obviously, you want to kind of do the merge. Where you bring in uh, Alamancy and merge it up with uh, Ferrochemy. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but that's just that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> so a person could do both. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like there's a there's a reason why you needed the two bodies. Um, so uh, this is Alondo's theory time. Theory time. Theory time. Um, so that was what I was thinking. Was that, as like that's the reason why it was important that it was a terrorist is so that way you could bring the Ferrochemy. Um, so that way it gives them the ability to do, um, to reach beyond the alimantic capabilities that they already had. Yeah. So, but that's, again, we haven't, no proof, no evidence, whatever. That was just a Londo theory time. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if there's like a, the spike going through one and then into the other, if there's like a transfer from the top body to the bottom body, like if, if an inquisitor dies, if they just take the body and then put somebody else in it, I don't know. Or maybe this is part of that, you know, maybe this is like an evolution of their, you know, uh, creation process. They're like, okay, well, we're only limited to the metals we have because they're not like Mistborn, right? I mean, yeah. and they can they, do a lot of the same stuff Mistborns can. They can, mm -hmm. um, but now if you can have that ability to store metals through ferrochemy mm. using you know the death of a death of a terrorist and then yeah yeah i mean uh, i mean it's it's a unfortunately there's a lot of sacrificing going on but you know i mean if it gives you like ultimate power like jafar <laughs> <laughs> hey why not limited power yeah like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the emperor uh <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's right the emperor Force, force lightning. Yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Anybody watch the Star Wars freaking marathon all weekend? No. I, 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 I'm not. I'm kind of bopped in and out of it. We've um, had it on like all day. 
I love a good awesome. marathon, by it's the awesome. way. Yeah. Star Wars marathon, Harry Potter marathons. Those are great because it's so many movies. It's better than watching like, you know, a Christmas story like on a loop for like 20 Yeah. I like I woke up this morning and saw Mark Hamill young. And then I just went upstairs before this and saw Mark Hamill, you oh, know, old. Aged up. Yeah. Yes, yes. Twelve hours later. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. So anything from this uh, prologue before we move on? We got poor Marsh. We got weird stuff happening. Inquisitor making something happening, and then ruin. Those are the main takeaways. Mm-hmm. We now have a title for this process: hemallergy. Hemallergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have fair Kimmy elements in hemallergy as different concepts, at least. So chapter one. I am unfortunately the hero of ages. Mm. Let's talk about it. <laughs> What's your thoughts on? From part one, Legacy of the Survivor, the first line, I am unfortunately the hero of agents. Well, that's got to be, uh, what's his name, Rat- Rashik? Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. the the Lord. Our, our Lindy? Our Lord would have been Rashik, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, you, you didn't trick me because I got warned. We got that whole thing at the end of the last book about how it was like, mm-hmm. don't get tricked. And if my boy does get tricked, you got to be there to kill him before he gets tricked. And then you have to take the power. Yeah. You know, like, uh, what's my wife's favorite movie? Uh, the last dragon, you got the power. So yeah. he's got to take the power. Um, cause he's the last dragon and, um, you know, it's a reluctant thing. And so, uh, young guy doesn't know what to do with it. Has no clue what he's doing, which always, we're going to find out in the next couple chapters with these, like, you know, epitaphs is like, ah, yeah, you don't. I'm sorry, epigraphs. 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 Um, yeah, it's like he doesn't know exactly what he's doing um, <laughs> on a global scale. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> so when they tell you you ascend to godhood, you start to learn a little faster. You ascend to godhood. What godhood <laughs> means. It's like, no, yeah. it doesn't mean you can open cornflakes like first try. You know, you have to open a little plastic yeah. bag inside of a box. Of corn. And you're always like, ah, oh, god damn it, I can't burn open. And you're like, god like power. He's like, oh, I rip it easily. No, it's like, you like can make cornflakes like blue. Like, yeah. just, like just random. You're like, ah, blue cornflakes. Mm, why not? No, this guy's like altering the freaking like world anyway i'm yeah. jumping ahead we'll, we'll get to, uh, yeah but but the fact that he's like the hero of ages and he had to be but unfortunately he had to sacrifice or kill mm. the person who was set up to be the hero of ages but he yeah. didn't understand what the responsibility was yep so this book opens up a few months uh, or not a few months, several months. I think it's like a year after the events. Exactly. Uh, one year, it sounds like. Yeah, it's yeah. Like one year. Um, and we start out in a, in a point of view of this guy named Fatrin, who um, is in this little small town. It's been devastated by a, well, oh, it's been, it's being about to be devastated by a horde of Colossus. Mm-hmm. And there's also been killer mist around and things like that. Things are just not good. And they're, you know, they have, you know, reports of an approaching Colossus army and they're pretty much getting ready to die. I mean, they're, they're kind of like trying to figure out, is there a chance? Like, yeah, can, really- we, can we run? Like, yeah. what, what what are our options at this point? I think we're just pretty much dead. And 
soon a lone rider comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the rider comes in with definitely some flair and fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And identifies himself as their emperor, Ellen Venture. <laughs> but, but wait, wait, this guy, he like hops up. He just pops up on top of the, uh, what do they call that? The, I keep wanting to call wall. Uh, but the yeah, barricade, but whatever it's called. He just hops up there on top of the, I'm going to call it the garrison for right now, because I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's actually called. He just hops up here like it's no big deal. And they're like, oh, he's an Alamance. <laughs> and <laughs> and the way that, and by the way, my man gets ready to pull the sword, and Ellen's like, hey, nice sword you got here. <laughs> you just, hey, you got some good steel here. All right, all right, I see what you're doing here. He's being hey, a little smooth. I'm like, when did Ellen go from like, oh man, I got stabbed, and oh, I can, I think I could do the the element, and now he's like, yeah, I got the skills, <laughs> I got the skills to pay bills. It's been a year. It's been a year. He's uh, he's been a misborn now for a year, so he's, Which, uh, he's. And it took me a second to remember though that then it took her about a year yeah. for her to go from like, I mean, she had some understanding of what she could do, sure. But she went from kind of zero to hero mm-hmm. pretty quick. Yeah. And he obviously trained with Vin. Right. So, boom, there you go. Yeah, but he, he came in <laughs> like a straight. Yeah. Palisade? Palisade? I Palisade? cannot remember um, what they call it. Um, the Ramparts? Uh, Palisade? Uh, I don't know. We are all synonymously talking. <laughs> the same <laughs> the same thing. We will get there eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but he came in like a straight pimp. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I like how you do. I like how you do. Oh yeah, he, he definitely uh, came in with some uh, some flair. Oh yes, yes. So, what are your thoughts on the new Ellen? I mean, on, on the more confident. Um, I mean, he was always confident, but he's never confident in physical. Ways. He wasn't always confident. He was always smart. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He was smart. I don't really feel like he was confident, confident. when he was king. Yeah. Wills, please, what's your thoughts, man? You go, you go. Bulwark? You I was closer? gonna say I was gonna say embankment, but I think bulwark might be right. Oh, yeah, I really wish I could remember the, the phrase. I, I just I was laughing because they were building that like it seemed like a little like like dirt wall they were building yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, these colossus they sound pretty bad, but we're still going to try. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, but they, they weren't said, committed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said it was like seven, pe- 7,000 people in the city of which 2000 were like trained ska soldiers that, you know, they've been trained for a year, but still like trained, you know, talking about coloss army. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. You know, Ellen shows up and like levitates off his horse and flips the sword around and, yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see him. Like, he just walked up in there like a boss and took control. I think at one point, like, Fats, I'm gonna call it like Fatrin, is like, yeah. he's like, well, like, why should I trust you? He's like, well, because if you don't, then I'll fucking take it from you. And he's like, yeah. so you're a tyrant. And he's like, you know, I used to not want to be that way, but I've realized at this point in time, I have to be that way because people are stupid. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm happy to let you stay in control and let the people think yeah. you're still in control. Like yeah. I'm I'm not trying to assert my authority and be like I'm in charge here. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want that. I will do that if I have to. Like yeah. I will a hundred percent just smite you right now and take control. But we don't have to do that. Like <laughs> it's like all the years of Ellen's you know political theory studies. 
like he's actually getting to put them into place now after having failed like with I mean he got thrown into the fire with Luthadel. Yes. Um, right. And now mm -hmm. they've come out of that and he's like had a year to rethink things and analyze. And now he's like, I don't know, he's seems to be in a much better place. Yeah, he yeah. tried that that lead by committee and it failed him. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Screw that, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> And yeah, man, it's interesting too because he's talking. They're like, Well, like, how are you going to help us? Like, it's like, Well, you know, I'll get you guys all ready to go. I brought an army with me myself, and I got two more armies coming. They won't be here in time, but um, you know, they're going to be shortly behind. Mm -hmm. Call us. So, um, we got some more stuff. We got backer coming. So, mm -hmm. we're good. Mm -hmm. And he's like, You're going to do what by yourself? He's like, Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry about things. Uh, I, we're good. <laughs> what about that boss move he does where he's like, oh, yeah, glad I was able to show up after your missive that you sent me. So, so um, Abel, I got here in time. And he's like, what did you wait? You I didn't send shit to you. Oh, you trying to make. OK, OK. That was a baller move as well. I mean, he was well, like some safe face. I mean, he's trying to help the guy out. Like <laughs> he went double winks on that one. <laughs> and my man was like yeah 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 thanks for responding my guy and the other dude was like there's no way you sent this guy a letter he was like hush up my guy hush up hush up let's go with it yup <laughs> uh, I must have missed that but oh it's yeah. just smooth baller moves all around though El yeah ellen's on another level right now yeah it, good for him it's diplomacy know. it's fine it says thatcher says in chat uh yeah oh, it's, yes it's just, he's... well said thatcher yes yeah. it is diplomacy at his best yes yeah so uh finally at the end of this chapter the colas army comes within sight and they start to set up camp and <laughs> and and ellen's like oh they're not gonna charge right away all right get everybody time to attack we're gonna attack and they're like what yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's the only way to beat Colossus. like you can't let him get whipped up into a frenzy then we're we're, we're screwed like yeah. uh but he's like once they're that calm frenzy, that, that frenzy if, rage if they're calm we element surprise like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean patron's just like no we can't but then like looks back to his men and they're all like let's go with this new guy and they're like he's like i guess this is what we're gonna do then yep. um you know, realize the townspeople's behind him and he really doesn't have a choice. So they're going to assault. You know, even like he does like that backhanded compliment on like the the fortifications around. You know, he's like, he's like, you know, you got some pretty nice walls here, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, let's uh, do it my way because uh, this ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, it's so diplomatic about uh, they won't last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's talking about, hey, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the people over here so that when they come in and they don't find them and then we'll come around the corner and we'll yeah. hit them in the back and blah, blah, blah. Cause he's like, uh, your shit won't hold. Yeah. It will not hold at all. It will and he not tries, hold. Yeah, he gets all the women, children on the far side of the city and hide. And he says, uh -huh. you know, cause the thing is they whip into a fury, but once that bloodlust and that, 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 that drives down, right. um, they'll switch from killing to looting. And then it gives yeah. a good chance to escape. Yep. Um, but trying to escape while they're in that rage mode, like as soon as you move, they're coming after you, kill you. Yep. So, I mean, Ellen's like, I've, I've, I've dealt with these things before. I, I know how, I know how this works. So. Yeah. 
So yeah, anything from chapter one before we move to chapter two, which is another one of these uh, sad chapters? It's so weird, um, this whole chapter, listening to Ellen come from a place of, you know, violence and battle and fighting. And he was never that kind of guy, you know, all, all up until now, he was mm-hmm. never that guy. And it's just such a departure from what we know of Ellen. So to hear yeah. this other voice of his yeah, is like, it's almost jarring, sure. but it's refreshing too, because it's like, but wow. You also I understand mean, like what he's been, what he has, he to has seen things. And now it's like the guy died. I mean, essentially he died. Yeah. And it has changed him so much. And it's like, it's like the Grinch's heart growing three times his size that day or whatever. <laughs> it's just like this guy just like leveled up sure. like overnight. I mean, to us overnight. Yeah. Um. So it's just, it's really cool to see. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really. Uh, I, I like what um, Tara, my wife said, she was like, yeah, I'm really glad to see Ellen doing this because uh, I was getting a little bored of Vin last book. <laughs> So it's nice kind of ran his course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, I see what though. she's saying. Yeah, I definitely see what she's saying. Yeah, but boy, boy, having two misborns this really makes a power couple now, though. And we'll get to that in a couple of chapters. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the anyway, so chapter two, um, holding the power did strange things to my mind. In just a few moments, I became familiar with the power itself, with its history, and within the ways it might be used. Yet this knowledge was different from experience or even ability to use that power. For instance, I knew how to move a plant in the sky, yet I didn't know where to place it. Yes. So it wouldn't be too close or too far from the sun. So all like, of a sudden we're talking about like, moving planets? I have the power to actually Boom. move the planet, but I have no idea like where actually to place a planet. Because I'm not an astrophysicist. Like, okay. I and know I'm a lot like, of wait, stars wait, around I'm like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Did we just go from checkers to chess to like <laughs> astrophysics? Wait, what? And I was like, okay, all right, I see how you're doing. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy power that you get when you ascend. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and and the thing is though, Sanderson, man, man the feeling of reading God's thoughts. <laughs> he could have, he could have delayed all of this information. Until the end of this book, right? No, he gives it to us right up front. He's like, "I'm not gonna, pe- I'm not gonna mess around. This is what's going on here. Figure out, you know, keep filling the pieces." But here you go, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wow!" Because a lot of these epigraphs up until now have been like cryptic mm-hmm. or piecemeal, right? And he's giving this this stuff up it's front, just, yeah. And he's like, "I'm just gonna front load it up here," mm-hmm. and now. It doesn't take. It took me these uh, prologue and four chapters, right, and get my whole theory together. And by the time I can even figure out my theory, he basically told me every piece of the theory. Right. I was like, "Oh well, I don't theorize nothing." He's already just explained the whole thing to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just gave you flat out the not even the breadcrumbs. Just gave yep. you the whole thing. Like oh, here yeah, it is. Yeah, here it is. This is what happens. Yeah. So yeah. Chapter two. This is a sad chapter. Ten soon. Our good old Contra. Is our, it our, really sad? Our, 
I, I don't think it's I have, a, I, I have a heart for, for Tench, Sharon. Um, so really, because he killed Orsir. He did eat Orsir. I'm sorry. It's not sad to me. He killed Orsir. <laughs> he redeemed himself somewhat. Uh, you know, they yeah. had a little redemption nah, out there. Nah, this ain't no dumb and dumber. It completely redeemed yourself. No, no, not yet. Yeah, not you yet. gave okay. us. You gave us one of the biggest secrets. You know, for all Condra, I get that. Yeah. Sorry. Orsir was cool. Yeah. Hard stop. Okay. Orsir was cool. <laughs> chat, chat agrees with me, at least. Tensing forever. I'm with Alan. Yeah, what? thank you, Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> All right, so Tinsoon's in a prison cell in the Condra homeland, which we don't know where that is, uh, and he's right. waiting his sentence, um, you know, whether he'll be put to death, uh, death or not. Um, and at this point, his form lacks any bones or even sensory organs. He can just, like, feel the vibrations in the cell, and he has, like, he has sentient thoughts. Uh, but that's about it. Um, does he have eyes or anything? We like don't that? know how he got out of the form. We know well, about the, the bones from inside of him, so he's just like a blob. Yeah. So how did they get him out of him? I mean, to, do they? Does the vibration thing like? Does it, is that what happens? You can vibrate the bones out. Of, I didn't know. We don't know. We don't know. But I'm curious. Yeah. So he's a blob, mm -hmm. and um, you can feel the vibrations of the cell being opened, and he feels the pain of the hooks being put into this blob form to yeah. lift him up. Um, you know, and, and by the first contract, uh, he should have to a chance to state his defense. Uh, but he immediately and somewhat, even though he doesn't have sensory organs, can sense. I guess he gets enough to he's learned enough tricks over the years to kind of create something so he can he can sense or smell the acid. Um, because he's learned some tricks that even without bones, he can do things here. It just takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot out of him to do it. Um, yeah, and the guards give him a skull. So he can dissolve that. I think that's what, yeah, that's what it is. He gives him skull so he can kind of get ahead and can talk a little bit. Oh. Right. Because, because they have to give him the, they have to, by the way, this is an asshole move, right? So they gave him the skull because there's a requirement that he has to give him the ability to speak on his own defense, but they try to dole out the verdict before he can form around the skull to yeah they start pouring speak. the acid in immediately i'm like that's an asshole move all day long are yeah. we serious right now it's like i'm just picturing this like solution as like have you heard like piranha solution no uh, i i know how to make it but i'm not going to explain that because we're live right now and i don't know if it's legal or not um uh, but there's a a chemistry solution you can make at home products um that you can buy in stores but uh it's called anything carbon will literally turn to like it, it will eat away everything like there'll be no trace left it'll turn to water and carbon dioxide so it'll take all the carbon combine it with like the solution will actually wow. dissolve any carbon-based life form or any mm. kind of um mm. uh, um i guess breaking bad kind of gets into it but they yeah, don't get the say, right breaking formula. bad actually but they don't get the right formula about breaking bad yeah. probably for good reasons um but that in actually in the ozarks they do the same thing with the acid vats um if you ever seen the Ozarks, but yeah, so um, um, but there is a solution called Piranha Solution um, that you can actually um, 
Yeah, you can put anything that's carbon based. Oh, let me change my uh, dip. VPN it's location dip. Yes. to Australia before I Google that. But yeah, so anything you put in that's carbon based, it uh, it will completely dissolve like to nothing. Yeah. It'll turn to water and to random gases. Yep. So uh, literally will eat away at everything. But yeah, don't don't that, Google that, people. Please don't Google that. You'll be on an FBI. Uh... <laughs> you spell piranha solution for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did the uh, what was it? The thing everybody listened to uh, read back in the day, uh, the terrorist cookbook. Mm-hmm. That used to be a thing where we was like, oh, don't look yeah. it up. Blah blah blah. The FBI will be after you. I read that thing cover to cover oh, numerous good. times because Dude. I was just fascinated with the chemistry and whatever sure. in that. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. There's certain things you shouldn't blah, 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 shouldn't blah, blah. Know how to do. There is so much dangerous chemistry in the world. The F- if the FBI was going to look and research all of that, <laughs> I mean, there's a it, lot of us. There's certain things <laughs> that like, like right common household, like things they tell you not to do because of what it does. Like, so like if you mix ammonia and, and like, leach together yeah i mean it creates chlorine gas and yeah it will kill you instantly like yeah (laughs) it's basically as deadly as anything they used in world war one yeah it's yeah and most people have that in their house uh it's uh cleaning products just don't and they have warning labels saying don't mix these two cleaning products together because right it will create chlorine gas and that will kill you it'll literally burn your lungs out instantly oh Um, yes so that's why you don't do it Mm -hmm. um and the reason why I'm telling you that is because that's on the warning label. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so they start burning him. Um, yeah. Twisting the words of the law around to like not even let him really you know, give him the opportunity to speak. But like not even like. They didn't realize how good he was, though. His ability bad. to actually form around that skull. So they were yeah. like typically like the. And he's talking about generations, by the way. Yeah. Of Contra, right? Of Contra, so he's yeah. talking about like they're like in the third generation now. Mm-hmm. He's like talking about the second generation, first generation. Yeah. And he's from like that earlier generation. Sure. Yeah. So he has, and so he has so much experience that he's able to form the, the shape that's required around Just that skull speech. quicker than yeah. normal people. And he's talking about the, forming the vocal cords and stuff and then be able to speak. And he was like, yeah. You can't handle the truth now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like the parts of the Caribbean, like they're about to kill you, like parlay. And it's like, oh, yep, crap, that's part of the code. Uh, uh, like, can't. He said parlay. Oh, right. other, uh, anyway. <laughs> he said parlay. Oh, that's right. Crap. That's right. <laughs> so he was like, what did he say? Judgment? I think it was. It's that? a judgment. Yeah. yeah judgment. judgment. Yeah. And, and, and the guards are just like, really? You're going to go through with this? You're going to get embarrassment to all the Contra. Like, just take yeah. your punishment and, like, We'll just kill you and be done. Like, just it's already over. Why are you gonna bring this out to the public? Like, he's like, I have the right. Like, I demand, I demand trial by combat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's some Game of Thrones nonsense right there. Yeah, well, Song of Ice and Fire, technically. Yeah. Um, yeah. so interesting though, he said that he thought that they wouldn't kill him because they would want to know who he told the secret, the secret to. Yeah. And then they started like dropping acid. He was like, "Oh, I guess they don't care." <laughs> so they were just like, nah, "We don't care." Nah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it dies with you, bye, Felicia. Yeah. yeah. So he's still, you know, he's persistent. He desires to, you know, make something of his own defense for breaking yeah. his contract. Mm-hmm. But um, 
yeah, the punishment for breaking your contract is is death. But you have the right to a trial, and uh, he calls for his right as they're pouring the acid on him, and they have to stop. They're like, damn it. So that's how we end this chapter. It's a really short chapter, but it's a little bit of torturous, a little tough. But any thoughts on this weird? I mean, this is not that weird of a system of government because it's very similar to a lot of our systems, but it's weird with blobs. <laughs> uh, Will, you tell me, are you team Tensu or are you team Ors here? Man, Condros are weird. I don't know <laughs> what team I'm on. Uh, I guess I have to be Tensu now because Orsir is no longer around. Yeah, there's, there's no one to be a team on, man. He's, he's yeah. gone. I'm still on team Ors here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting his Force Ghost right now. <laughs> yeah. I was just. Yeah. Picking up on like like you said the generation things and the uh, the contracts. I mean, he talks about how the first contract means like they can't, they're not supposed to hold him in prison for long, so they have like a law system or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know more complexities with the Condra. But. It, and, and like Zul, I mean, whenever I read these books, I loved learning about Condra. Like everything about their culture has fascinated me. I don't know what fascinates you guys. Uh, bags of antlers are so much fun to me. Yeah, just, that's that's very, very. I don't like it because there's so much left out, and I know there's so much more to it, and I just want more. I want to know. So yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go, a little snippet here and there, and then we're gone. He got some acid poured on him, and you know, next yeah. chapter. Yep. So. I want to know all about these things, but it's the dip from Roger Rabbit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that comment by the way, Pythos. Bravo on you on that 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 dip, which is still one of the most horrifying things in that movie. It's a kids movie. It's like, a kids movie, and this the kids movies in the eighties and nineties were wild, man. man. Were wild. I mean, Gremlins was a kids movie. It was done by Disney. Gremlins. Like uh, it was not a kids movie, not the but first it was one, dude. Pitched, no. But it was pitched as a kids movie. <laughs> no, it was not pitched as a kids movie. I think it was originally PG. Like, uh, are you sure? I thought it was PG thirteen. Well, I don't uh, know what the first. No, first PG thirteen movie came after that. Yeah, so it was nineteen eighty four. It was rated yeah, that's after because uh, PG thirteen. I think came out like nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was rated PG. Yes, it was rated PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um. Which is it's not but <laughs> but you know funny enough though and I love having this conversation the weird dichotomy between Gremlins and Gremlins Two is like the most hilarious thing ever it's like it is. they just went full just comedy on the second one yeah and I originally loved it originally it was rated PG so it was it was marketed to kids um, which you don't mean kids PG means parental guidance but pg movies traditionally were like a pg-13 was like you have to be like at least a middle schooler pg yeah. was like you can be a elementary school kid and watch this movie <laughs> you could but you need to have a parent give you guidance and then you talk to you about well when you blend a gremlin in a blender or put them in a microwave and have them explode these are the ramifications that's interesting so they created the pg-13 rating because of gremlins is that true? Oh, really? I don't know if that's true or not? But that makes a whole lot of sense. Oh wow, man, that's a that's a hot take. If that's true, if, I, if that's I didn't true, know that's that. a really hot take because it's yeah. Because I, mean, uh, you go I back to like I mean, because I watched it as a kid too, and it terrified me. And then you go like go back in as an adult, and like there's a whole scene where, like the little girl is talking to like the the main guy character, and he's like talking about her dad and how she lost her dad, 
and how he left and Santa like, Claus he, and he, he got died stuck, in the chimney. He got stuck in the chimney. Yeah, I thought that the thing that I, I thought the thing that created PG thirteen was because there was actually like like mild nudity in a movie, and that the uh, MPAA was not happy about it. Yeah, uh, I, I thought I, that was the reason why, and I don't remember any nudity. But the people in the seventies and eighties PG was any what. Anything PG anything was for kids, yeah. In the eighties, yeah, seventies and it 80s, was pretty like, much was... assumed though. If you could, it was PG. You could be seven year olds go seven years old and go into your local uh, movie theater and be like, ah, I want to see Indiana Jones and the face melting scene <laughs> at the very end of that movie. By the way, PG Raiders of the Lost Ark face skull skin melting scene which is like one of the most horrifying things so at the movies that's true it was also that the temple of doom which came out around the same time spielberg had suggested a new rating system based oh my gosh yeah because he came in with the like and pulled the heart out (laughs) (laughs) things we saw as kids Man, this is the second Temple of Doom reference <laughs> in the episode. Uh, there you go. So, Gremlins. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking about Gremlins now. Dang it, but, we um, forgot to do the bingo card. Well, I, I talked about that well before you got you came on before the stream. But yeah, oh, we'll do the, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it at some point. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it used we'll to be just G, P, G, R, and X before that. Yeah. That's right. And then they created PG 13, NC 17. Uh, yeah, they had a bunch of not rated in R. <laughs> Which was like you don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't Midnight Cowboy X rated. Yeah, there was a couple like in ours, like they were not rated, and it wasn't because of like it was because of graphic violence, and it was like extreme graphic violence, and it wasn't because like nudity or like it was a sex film. It was just beyond R. <laughs> like yeah. some hor- some horror movies were like that too. Um, but yeah, um, you call him Doctor Jones. <laughs> Love it, man! I'm gonna see. I'm gonna be like spouting Indiana Jones references all night now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> My bad. All right. So, history lesson on the rating system that we use in America, which doesn't apply to any of our international listeners, any because of our international listeners, like, they use a completely different system. So, yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> They're like, we see boobies all the time. Yeah. Whatever. So you puritanical good. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So Back to the book. All so, Tinsen, right. we got done with that chapter. On the chapter three. Um, yes, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to keep on reading these epigraphs because they're so great in this book. They are great. Yes. In some ways, having such power was too overwhelming, I think. This was a power that would take a millennia to understand. Remaking the world would have been easy had one been familiar with the power. Yet, I realized the danger inherent in my ignorance. Like a child suddenly given awesome strength, I could have pushed too hard and left the world broken a broken toy I could never repair. Like yeah. when you instantly become a god, like you think it's be a cool thing becoming a god, and then you realize that like the power that you get instantly, like you have no idea like what to do with this. Now, of course, I'm reading these, I'm reading these things, and I'm like, why would you need to move the world? Right? Okay. So I'm going to just tell you where my mindset was at this moment. And I was like, why would you want to move the world? You want to move the world closer to the sun? Because it's clear he's closer to the sun, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to heat up something. Why would you want to heat something up? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you trying to get rid of? And then I was like, the mist. You're trying to get rid of the mist. And I was like, 
because you don't know. Like, as he talked about it beforehand, the mists were falling. The mists were around, and they were right. following him, and there's something in the mist, and he was terrified of them. Right. So, so you're trying to get rid of this thing. You don't know what it does. It can kill. We obviously know now it can kill, right? Indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you want to get rid of the mist? I mean, how would you get rid of the mist? Well, typically, you would just evaporate it, right? Best way mm-hmm. to do that, anybody who's seen fog knows in the middle of the day, Fog doesn't happen in the middle of the summertime day because there's enough heat. Mm-hmm. It might happen during the wintertime because it's too cold, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, oh, let me just move the planet just like a little bit closer. But the thing he didn't realize is, and this is a guy that I love astrophysics, worked for NASA for a little bit. The orbit of planets is in a is in a ellipse that goes around the sun. So what happens is at certain points in time, it's going to be really super hot. And then other times, maybe a little colder or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to warp that, yeah, moving it a couple, you know, let's say I'm going to say hundreds of miles closer, maybe makes helps you out temporarily. But then later on, it's like, oh, well, it's going to be all these other effects. And then it's not an exact science. (laughs) So it's like, he's like, it does. It's not like oh well. There's like a perfect circle. It's gonna be that temperature all year round, which is yeah. why we have seasons. So I'm like, okay. So now he realizes these are the ramifications of moving the world, right? Because you have that power. You're like, I'm gonna move the world a little bit closer, and yeah. now he's having to deal with all the fallout from that. And that was my theory. Like, and now we're getting it's getting confirmed every epigraph we get now. <laughs> yeah, and there's a couple of like really good programs you can use. There's a space flight program that you can get on your phone, which is a little fun because you can build like a rocket and try to get into orbit. But uh-huh. like it uses real physics and real math. Yeah, I know it's what you're talking about because I've used it before. I can't yeah, remember the name. And it's a lot of fun, and you can play around with it and see like when you're on the opposite side of the world in orbit, and you it doesn't take much field acceleration to exponentially increase the ellipse on the other side. Like right. But if you go at a different angle of attack, I'm calling it like it takes a whole lot of field energy to do the same. Like it's you can learn a lot from like just using those simulations and being able to visualize it without having to do the math, but yeah. and realize that you said slight movements can make huge ramifications. Yeah. And actually um, SpaceX, uh, they have one, they have an app that you, uh, okay. uh, a program that you can, I don't know if they, I don't think they made it. I think they co-opted it. Okay. That's probably the wrong term. I don't want to say they co-opted sure. it, but anyway, but they have one that they actually use. Um, to tell people like, you know, to train people like this is how we do what we do and how exact it has to be, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, how complex it is. Uh, yeah, the math maths at the end. But I mean, getting it right is such an exact science, which is the reason why, you know, the investment to get a rocket up and out of the atmosphere is crazy expensive because all you need is one thing to go wrong or one trajectory to be off by like literally millimeters off Mm -hmm. because when you take something that's a millimeter off here but then have it extend from miles or kilometers i mean that one millimeter yeah expands it up yeah it's like now it's like up in the sky you're talking about like now you're like kilometers off right 
exactly. Which is enough to actually create turbulence, other issues, and then eventually the destruction of a rocket. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, getting to chapter three. So, leading the charge, Ellen uh, is, uh, you know, is musing about how Alamancy has given him the abilities to be in this position. He's thinking about this. Um, you know, his assumptions are correct. As soon as they break into Colos, the Colos are completely startled and like taken back by like, you really did this? Like, yeah, like they're, they're completely cut off guard. Um, and it gives them enough time. Like they actually get a pretty good amount of like killing of these Colos before the blood frenzy kicks in. Yeah. They hold um, their own. Yeah. They hold their own for a little bit, but eventually there's enough Colos there that it, the, the tides turn pretty quickly on them. Um, yeah. And, you know, he calls for the men. And at this point, they're starting to get their ass kicked. You know, men are dying all around them. Ellen calls for the men to farm up. He starts to soothe all of them to try to get away the fear and pushing the, you know, emotions on them and stuff like that. And, uh, and Fatrin actually comes up at some point. It's like, yeah, um, I'm losing confidence in your plan. Like, this is not working out. Like, we need to fall back. This is not working. And Ellen just points to this little speck in the sky and said, Remember when I said I had some armies coming? There, there's one of them. <laughs> Man, another great entrance. Oh, Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Vin doing Vin things. Vin yeah. doing Vin things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little speck in the sky coming down. And, mm-hmm. and Vin comes in and just lands in the middle of a group of Colossus. Uh, and I don't know how it describes it. Like a storm of death, I think is what it says. Like, it'd it be just, just, acrobatics just been doing Vin things yeah. uh just <laughs> and for anybody that has seen the mcu movies it's like that scene in uh avengers infinity war when thor rocket and Groot landed in the middle of like all those centauri uh like in in, in wakanda just yeah. like they just like took the yeah and just landed and they just started just Beaten ass all around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Vin. So. Um, and Vin so. starts taking on some of the like the bigger ones, of course, because that's what she does. And like, you know, seeking out 13 foot colos. And um and, and they're all kind of taken back because here's this little tiny girl and it's just taking out the biggest coloss, and she's going for the biggest ones first. Yeah. Um in the meantime, they're trying to press and soothe their uh and trying to press onto the coloss to take control of them. And it right. explains that that's what they're trying to do. Um, but there's something blocking them. Uh, and we, it doesn't really explain at first what that is. It just says that like something else is, is controlling them. And it's harder to take control of them. They're not just mindless idiots. Um, if someone else has already have control of them, it's harder to press through and, and break that through. So these are being controlled by something else. Um, so we, we, we find out really fast what that is. But yeah. So thoughts on, on this doesn't, opening. Doesn't she actually succeed in like gaining control of a few of them? Let's do the smaller ones. And that completely takes the Colos off by guard as well. Yeah, because right, like yep. one of the small ones turns and immediately starts swinging at one of the bigger ones. And they're just like, you know, the Colos is completely taken back by the fact that a Colos is now attacking them. And it, it definitely creates more chaos into the, into the whole entire uh, situation. But. Now, guys, tell me, I mean, and, and if it's theory time, 
Go ahead and throw theories out. <laughs> it's I always theory time. Always yeah. theory time. Man, <laughs> so that's just why I, I, I love theory times. So I don't know the answer to this question, which is why I'm asking the question. I didn't understand. I mean, it seemed like Ellen had been trying to do this the whole time, mm-hmm. trying to take over the Colossus. any Colossus, right? Mm-hmm. And then she popped in, and she was able to take over like one or two. Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden... Is she able to take over like one or two? Practice. Okay. Practice. Because she didn't burn drill. Practice. 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 AI. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> By the way, your boy went on a rant on a podcast the other day. <laughs> oh, AI did? No, no, no. Uh, 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 from I was listening to the wheel, the, the, oh, the, wheel, the reads. wheel reads. And man. He went into that practice joint for like minutes. By the way, I didn't I didn't comment because I was listening to it on my phone. And okay. I was like, I'm like, I had to have time to type. And he went into that practice rant forever. And I was like, damn practice. practice? He, he was going we talk about practice. <laughs> I I can't remember what it was what was that about? Yeah, there was an interview with Alan Iverson years ago and like in the middle No, no, of the, no, no. I'm talking about on the uh the wheel of the, the name the, oh the wheel reads the name of the chapter was was practice. That's what it was. Yeah. Who did did Chris did Chris go off? I think it was Ian. But no, yeah, it was but, Ian. Yeah. Ian went bananas. Still, still Newport News people that, yeah, that Newport understand. Yeah, people and Alan Iverson. We're and, like, anyone anyway. from Newport News who's anybody knows about the practice interviews. Oh, yes, Alan absolutely. <laughs> but Ian went <laughs> off talking about practice. And I laughed my ass off. I was if I was near a keyboard and I could have typed all the LOLs, I don't uh, even I would have went in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, back to my question. So we're saying that that Vin was able to take over Kalos because she had practice working. <laughs> she's on... done it. She's done it multiple times now. Got before. it. Okay. So like, I mean, she did Ellen's it with the like... She did it with the whole entire Kalos army back in Lutherdell. I mean, she's right. done it a lot of times. I mean, she used her ha- element to do it, but still, she knows yeah. the triggers yeah. and the handles to pull. She knows like, where to push because yeah, uh, yeah. she's. Done it a bunch of times at this got point. Um, got it. All right. But there's still something resisting most of them. Um, and, and they quickly figured that out because once they start to pull some of them, they realize that there's a steel inquisitor close by. Um, and he's he's controlling the coloss and he's not in he's, in the beginning, he's not engaging. Um, but eventually he does yeah. engage. And got it. Yeah. They they talked about how her taking control of those few forces emphasis on the word forces the inquisitor to come out of the shadows yeah 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 which is man that that was spooky by the way to me because that means you sitting there just hanging around watching the whole time southfield the whole Mm -hmm. time the whole time the whole time (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire reference on that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the combination of Ellen and Vin taking control of Colas definitely pulls the Steel Inquisitor in. Like at that point, he's realized that the two of them together now can push onto them, and he needs to join the fray. So once they pull him out of the shadows, as you said, and um, and he joins the fight, they immediately try to go into the trick of, uh, I guess, Ellen tries to take this spike out of his back, but the Inquisitor's gun's smart now. 
since uh, they realize that uh, they know their that they know their weaknesses, they put steel plates back there now. Mm-hmm. Now there's a big metal plate protecting that that back spike. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, um, but wait, wait, hold on. You skipped wait. part because okay. when the Inquisitor shows up, then then has to burn a new metal. We she learned does. about. Yeah, that's right, yes. Will. I love it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's because Electrum. Will I said, that's like, wait, what? We ain't heard of this before. Yeah, Electrum. Electrum. Yeah. Which is like the poor, gold. The poor man's ATM. Poor man's yeah. ATM. I was like, what? Yeah. And nice. so, like, it, it's not like I'm going to butcher this because I didn't write exactly what it said, but it sounds like. It allows her to see the future movements she could potentially do. It's yeah, potentially do not quite ATM, right? So, but it's it allows you to see like kind of like ATM, but does not not the full like see what they're gonna do, but see all your possibilities. What you could do. Yeah. So you can't see their possibilities, but you can see all your possibilities and see what will land. So like right. it, but it negates ATM. And it's a lot easier to burn. It doesn't burn up as fast, and they can make it. Whereas ATM, they have to find it. They can't. All right. Make well, it. I don't know how important that is, but we got Healergy. No, Will is crazy important. Dude. We got Electrum. Hemergy and you know, Electrum. Electrum is the first real, four chapters. Yeah, Electrum is a real alloy that exists today. Um, if you guys didn't know that, so a little, little fun fact: it's a natural and artificial alloy of gold and twenty percent silver. Stop reading Please. Wikipedia. Used often for jewelry and also in ancient times was used for all sorts of things. Nice. Um, Electrum was really common in I Roman. That was a Pokemon. Yeah. In Greek and Roman like... culture, Electrum was used for jewelry quite often. It's not used as often today, but um, yeah, it's silver and gold mixed together. Nice. Right. But, but yeah, my next note was about the, uh, when she like rips the robe off the inquisitor Look at Will bringing those receipts. Nice. <laughs> I, I think I took more notes for this. Look, look, look at this. Look at nice. This. Oh, wow. Look at you. Look wow. At you. Wow. Look, look hey, hey. And it's all broken up into sections. Oh, hey. Well, um, you, look, you, you channeling your inner Alondo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was no a new thing I tried. Thing. I, I like it. I actually have mine segmented out too by chapter. It was inspired by, because I see you like scrolling through your thing. So I was like, I'm going to try my notes on my phone. Uh-huh. Um, I actually yeah, like I use my that. iPad to do it. So yeah, because yeah. like for the other two books, I would actually write in the book, old school. Yeah, but so I, I do the pen thing, and then I like have like little dash marks that actually show like separate chapters. So yeah, you're doing the exact same thing as I do. I yep. like it. It worked for me. There but, you go. Yeah, yeah, but like she rips the robe off of the Inquisitor and shows he's they described as like a turtle shell on the so spike. now he's a koopa troopa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like damn we can't get it now like just take it off dude you're an alamancer yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah all i heard when he said it was a turtle shell all i could think it was do 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 <laughs> By the way, for uh, the new uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, did anybody watch that? Yeah, yeah, man, sure enough. Of course, Peaches, man. Peaches, 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 Peaches. I just watched that like last week. It was really good. I got kids, yeah. man. I you know kids. they're going to make a sequel. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that thing made too much money. Hollywood doesn't let anything go. They're like, oh, we, we're definitely going to 
burn this into the ground. Recycle. Oh, yep. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. We're going to drive this into the ground. Hey, I want every pile driver you can get. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. They struggle. Um, Ellen and, uh, joins Vin's struggle on top of the hill. They're fighting Colossus. They're trying to pull it away while trying to fight a, a Inquisitor, which. We know from the first two books, or at least from the first book, especially quizzers aren't really in the second book that much, but uh, they ain't no joke to fight. Like, like, and now their tricks are, are being covered up with the, with their tortoise shell. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can do the old Kelsier way and that's what they end up doing. <laughs> yeah. Trying to go for that. Go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what ends up, you know, they end up doing, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was able to. I guess what they were able to take a tool with Coloss and have a Coloss do it to kind of take him off guard. Wasn't it Coloss that that kills the Inquisitor? Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, um, kind of. I mean, it's an it's a Coloss by way of being of, taken over. Sure. Right. Yeah. But so, but that was yeah. their trick. Was rather like they're focused so much on them. Ven was able to push into a Coloss next to him and then redirect the a, flow and. He whips yeah. around and they're trying to behead him, but instead of beheading the Inquisitor, it ended up just like bashing his head in. Head in, which it did the trick. They're like, "Oh, okay, so that could kill him too. Cool, cool. <laughs> That's the trick." Um, yeah, it was right at the right moment, right before uh, it had a chance to kill Ellen, because it was getting ready to go for the kill on Ellen too. So. Fun fight scenes. Of course, once the Steel Inquisitor is dead, uh, we'll get to this in the next. Uh, well, not so much the next hour, but that uh, you assume that you know they can take full control now of all the Colossus and the the battle's over. Because yeah, once you get the once the the force stopping you from taking control is gone, they have the ability to just take control. Are we talking about peaches of the present size pot USA. Yeah. Millions of peaches. Peaches, peaches, peaches for me. For me, yeah. Peaches for me. Dude, I used to I, back in middle school, man. Pot USA was what was the thing, man. Uh, it's such a good song. It is a great song, and such I sing it all the time. I want to rock out to that right now. It's just, a, it's just a good, <laughs> happy song. It's a good happy song to sing anytime. I mean, the, come on. The best four chords ever written. Yeah. Well, those four chords are reused in like so many different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, like we, every we, Weezer we, song. We could have used uh, President of the United States of America for uh for the Tinsing chapter. We could use Lump. Lump said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a lump of flesh. I'm mad I laughed at that. I'm mad I laughed at that. But it's true. We could have used Lump. In the book. He's Lump. He's Lump. He's Lump. He's Lump. He's lump. He He's might be mom. dead. <laughs> Why didn't they just name that song uh, Meat Sack? Meat Sack. Meat Sack. <laughs> Bag of antlers. Come on. Now we're showing our age. If anyone that's younger that listens to our podcast doesn't know who presidents of the United States of America are as oh, a fan, man. you Get gotta go that. check them out. They yeah, are check them all out. And then of course, I, I would also go into uh who sang Winona's Big Brown Breaver? Uh Big uh, Brown Oh, that's Primus. Uh, um, Primus. Primus, yeah. yeah. All uh, the Primus stuff too at the yeah. same time mm-hmm. is just as good. Who's the lead singer of Primus? Oh shoot, you asked uh, questions. Bassist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the front man, bassist. Um, I can't remember. 
Let's Claypool. Let's Claypool. Let's Claypool. Let's Claypool. Let's Claypool. Thank oh my you. God, I knew that. Oh, yeah. shoot, I forgot yeah, I knew I that. Too. Everybody oh, knew that. Shoot. Yeah. Let's Dude, I oh, saw I them live in Charlottesville, and they had two like thirty foot tall astronaut blow up things on the stage. Oh, nice. It was they had like projected images into the screens of the astronauts on stage. It was real cool. There you Pretty go. Sure schools real still trippy. teach kids who presidents are. Okay, Iris. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you got them jokes. You got them jokes. All right. My 13-year-old asked me what they meant by the song Peaches. What does it mean though? <laughs> um I mean, if you go by if you go by the you know the uh is this YA appropriate? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about a YA appropriate book. So they're talking about peaches, like they yeah. grow on a tree. Uh, yeah. They're put uh, and they and, and they put them in You're a can. Put they're put there by, by a man, man. in a factory, in a factory downtown. downtown. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to highlight from that scene uh, was Vin has like a little internal side note, and she's like looking at Ellen pushing on the Coloss and she's like, whoa, that dude, when he pushes, he really freaking pushes. She mm-hmm. gave him respect for the amount of power he was able to deliver. Yeah. And, and not using being a new, by the way. Right. And being yeah. a new uh, Alamancer, Mistborn. And I was like, okay, so Ellen's not only going to be like, you know, powerful, he's going to be like, I think he's going to be more powerful than Ben, at least maybe in certain metals. Maybe um, I don't I guess pewter in particular for one, but and Vin know. comments on how powerful Ellen is. Like Ellen is super powerful. Yeah. Or like, um, and she's. I think she even hints to it, like wondering if it has to do with how he was made into a misborn. Like, because he's not like born a misborn. Go on. That's all I'm gonna say. Rap Tell up. me. Tell me more. I know. I was waiting for you to like you know kind of spill beans right there. I was like, I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> Rafa, <laughs> man, so, Will, yeah. Will, I bet you were just like me. You were like, "Oh, he's about to give away." Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Everybody's quiet. Continue. I'm like, <laughs> but she just commented about how powerful and how like how skilled he's become so fast, like more than her. She yeah. does, she does mention that, and that's all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that there. Mm. And mm. I'm gonna go back to my whiskey, so I might spill more stuff. Mm. <laughs> this, this is 120 proof, by the way. So, uh, oh shoot, you going in? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, where we left off was where the uh, where they took control of the Coloss, and he mm-hmm. bashed in the head of the Inquisitor. Right? I think we're yeah. doing, and that's the end of the, the chapter because yeah, it's... Right, right, right. The Coloss lowered their weapons. Ellen had no. Won. Yeah, yeah. Ellen gains control of like the whole Coloss army. Right. Right. And then it's the end of chapter. They won. Right, which is pretty pretty freaking epic. Epic, like, yes. yeah. It's huge. Yeah, they just came in there and saved the town. And could you imagine these like villagers that like these two people just came in and just wrecked? I mean, like, because you've as a villager, you've heard of Mistborn. You've probably never seen one. You've heard the legends of them. Like, but like, take yourself into the shoes of these like podunk villagers from the backwoods area of town. And you go into battle with your pitchforks against these monsters, and these two people come in and do this. Like the reverence that probably follows. I mean, I'm just speculating, but well, yeah. first of all, they all got to bend the knee because they had to like yeah. swear fealty. 
Would yeah. you let that dude be your emperor? I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of let choice. him do whatever he wants, right? Because I really kind of feel like whatever you don't give him, he can just take it. Yeah. Right? Mistborn must seem like gods to them. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean hell yeah. That. I mean, I mean shoot. seems like gods to me right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't live there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I got no, I got all kinds of respect. And then I'm still trying to figure out, though, yeah. because. Didn't we read Ellen's how Ellen became Mistborn? Yeah, we did. We read about that in, in the Lost Ascension. Yeah, he took, I, I, I they, they gave him the little that. piece of metal that was in the pottery. And Thank then... you. Thank you, Zul. Because yeah. I didn't think that he was Mistborn at the time. They made it seem like he was definitely a Misting. But then it was said that because he did, and I can't remember the two things were that he did, yeah. that he's probably he, Mistborn. He burned Peter. It's essentially pewter. There it is. Okay, yeah. so pewter and and I was like, okay, so they realized in that moment that he must be misborn, and I just because like they, it was just... like Vin made him swallow that metal. Like, because remember the the spirit pointed to the metal, right? And she's gonna take it for herself, and it's like, no, 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 him, and no, but into him, right? Yeah, yeah. And was that how he became a misborn? Mm-hmm. So, so he had the metal from the little shard. From the little piece of pottery or whatever that was broken. Yeah, the pottery was, shard. Yeah. So basically, he had the pottery barn shard. <laughs> yep. He ingested that. She was like, oh, please eat it. Swallow it. Blah, blah, blah. Even though you're dying. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. he did. And because he was able to use that in the pewter. But the thing is, though, we didn't exactly know what the first metal was. Yeah. And we, we still we, don't know what it we, was. We don't know what that metal was that, that she fed to him. No. We have no idea what that metal was. But because he ate that metal and then was able to use pewter, the assumption was he's a mis- misborn. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't know what the first metal was. I was like, oh. I, well, no. I, so so he she gave him the metal. And then the only thing she had for liquid to have him wash it down was one of her vials. So right. that's why he was able to burn. Which had metal, pewter in it. Which had all the metals in it. And oh, it had all the metals. Because it was one of her vials. Of course it would. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. Thank so you. I'm just confused because, like, is that how he became a Mistborn, or is that how he realized he is a Mistborn? I feel like the little metal in the uh, the little piece of the thing, the I don't know. I'm calling what it the pottery that? piece because I feel like it was like a piece of pottery or something. It was like yeah, shattered. yeah. Anyway, when he pulled the little piece of metal out of that and ate that, I feel like that that awakened something in him. You still had the capability, but I feel like yeah. you still have to have the capability to do I it. I think I think I need to go back and reread that. I think I need to go back and. Reread I mean, it's really that. short, so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll yeah. explain more to later. So wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like we still don't because we still don't even know what that was that was shattered, right? What that so piece was of metal shattered, was? That, what that piece was of metal? Like, yeah, there was like no. a bunch of stuff around. Yeah, I think as of, far as what that little piece of metal was, uh, I would say raffle, raffle, because it was like a, it was yeah. like a, I mean, am, am I misremembering this? It was like a shard of something, and then it had metal in it, right? Yeah, it or was am a I misremembering this? It was a piece of pottery, and pottery, it had a piece of metal from the pottery yeah. barn. It was pottery barn. <laughs> yeah, and it had this other metal. They had no idea what the metal was. <laughs> and it was like metal. Bead, it, it was a it, bead right? that wasn't ATM. It was not an ATM bead, but there was oh, a no, bead was of other ATM. kinds of metal no, that was no, sitting there. It was just no, one bead. No. Tara chimed in. What happened? Shard. Shard? shard? <laughs> she said shard. How far, is shard. how far is Tara into Cosmere? Wait, am she's, I supposed to not be saying shard? Wait a minute. I'm roasted for saying shard. Okay. Wait, what happened? 
No, no, no. Don't worry about sharks. Shard don't, barn. Do not worry about sharks. Stop, We're opening a new store. Shard talk. Please do not talk about shark talk yet. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm like uttering the worst. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna say Rafo, Rafo, Rafo. A hundred percent. Forget the word shard for now. No! We're on to something. We're on to something. Forget late. the word shard. Nope, <laughs> completely. I'm writing it in my iPad a I'm thousand times right I'm now. I'm getting a t-shirt. Shard, shard, shard. shard. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Shard, 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 shard. <laughs> the shard yeah. barn. I love it. Yes, shard barn. We're gonna go to pottery shard now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll talk more about stuff later. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, chapter Specifically four. Shards. Chapter four. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get canceled as a podcast if I keep it going off. So, no more talk about charts. Uh, um, chapter four. Um, so, start with the uh, the, the epigraph, not taff graph. Um, this is actually what happened to Rashik, I believe. He pushed too hard. He tried to burn away the mist by moving the planet closer to the sun. But he moved it too far, making the world too hot for people to inhabit. The ash mounts were his solution to this. He learned that by shoving the planet around required too much precision. So he created the mountains to erupt, spewing ash and smoke, making a thicker atmosphere to cool the world, or make the world cooler, and turning the sun red. Again, pissed me off. Because here it is, I was like sitting there like, oh, I'm going to be like super smart and come with the theories. And the next chapter, they're like, hey, by the way, that's actually what happened. Like, ah! <laughs> he did it take her out of the mist. Yeah. And, oh, man. I and the reason why we have ash falling from the sky is because his because immediate was reaction was to prevent the heat that was coming mm-hmm. through because it was killing the people. Yeah. It makes perfect sense, but again, I was trying to do theory time, theory time, and I got like just canceled like immediately. I was like, ah, okay, yeah, that's awesome. all right. No, so worries. we get a says in chapter, guys. Go says, says your boy says. Did you think at the prologue that Terrace Man was on the table with says it? Because the first time I ever read it, I thought it might have been says it, and I was like, no, please, no, please not be says it. Yeah. Uh, but then we got says it chapter, chapter four, so yeah. yeah. But you guys didn't fall for that, okay? That was just no, no, because, uh, because cool. the thing is, though, if that was the case, Marsh would have said something. That yeah, it was safe. yeah, right. Good point. So um, it starts with Savid, Chief Ambassador of the New Empire. Um, title. Yeah, Chief Ambassador. Um, he's studying, re- uh, I guess, the religions of the Kanzi people, the Kanzi Kanzi people, um, uh, and their uh, on the beauty of mortality. And the importance of death um, was a vital function to the human body and a particular in the divine world, divine whole. Um, yeah, so he's thinking about religion still, even though at this point he has completely become atheist or at least agnostic. Like he's complete. He, that's he's stays, losing his religion. All that right. stays in Dude. the spotlight, losing his religion. Yeah, um, man. Uh, he, he's he, gone through some tough times. He used to find like all these similarities between religions and like unify religions and unify people through religion. <laughs> now he is just looking for holes to yeah, say he's checked to out. all bullshit. Yep. And yep. 
it's such a stark contrast. And it's yeah. clearly he lost his love. Yep. He's in a dark, dark place. And yep. he is just like, nope. He's yeah. so quick to cut it out. He's like, nope, that's bullshit. On to the next one. He's looking for answers for like why. He's like, why? Why did why did she die? Why yeah. like why am I feeling the way that I do? And he's yeah. like, well, it's not this one. That's bullshit. And it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a sad, I try it's a sad stage. too high. The Sing way it. I feel inside. Sing it. <laughs> Sorry. The, the good old uh, zombie song. Yeah. Um, uh, no, not, not zombie by cranberries. It's no, no. By, by the way, rest in peace. The lady yes. from that too. What, yeah. I can't remember uh, her name. But... Oh, what a voice! Oof. Yes, I try to remember. Yeah, but yeah, uh, um, that was my note. Is that he just he he used to find similarities, and now he's like just tearing them to pieces. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he it, also, maybe he's rejecting it as as contradictory. He's like, yeah. He also had so. a, a a curious, inquisitory nature about him, though before, mm-hmm. and now it's not the same type of childlike curiosity right? right yeah it's now more it's it's very and i feel sometimes i use this word too much but i i feel like it's very perfunctory now he's just like i'm gonna go ahead and do this because i'm supposed to be doing this yeah. not because he really is like has that type of innocence and curiosity about the world around him and the history that preceded them it's like, well, let me go in here and do the job thing. Cynical? I would say yes, cynical. I'd say cynical That's and good. clinical. It's almost yeah. clinical. It's like, yeah. ah, let me go in here and do the thing because the job demands yeah. it. Yeah. You know. it, it, and the scene we're in right now is it's they're outside this room, and I guess uh, King LaCalle is – uh, is in the other room and they're proposing a treaty or some sort of document to basically sign allegiance to Ellen's rule. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for him to sign. And it's just, it's, I say them because it says it and Breeze sitting outside the room, having a conversation. And that's the whole entire scene for this. Yeah. Like there's other stuff going on elsewhere and they're talking about what's going on elsewhere in the other room. But like, it's this little conversation between says and Breeze. Our boy Breeze, at least my boy Breeze. Yes, your boy. Um, my boy. I love mm-hmm. Breeze. Um, but yeah, so and, and Breeze is giving Sazed a hard time. It's like, aren't you going to try to shove your religions on me? And Breeze and Sazed like, now's not the time, man. Like, I, it just, just like, and Breeze like, it's been a year. Like, get over it. And he's like, dude, no, I'm not trying to do religion stuff anymore. Like, I'm done with that. Like, yeah, it's it, it's a little tough. Um, he's broken, dude. He's a broken guy. Yeah. Um, Breeze like, well, all right, why don't you do something worthwhile and like listen in on this conversation next door? And he's like, that would be moral. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but you don't have religion, so why do you care? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's the whole entire argument that you get from a lot of religions. I mean, obviously, people always say like, atheist people can't have morals because they don't have religion. Like, morality doesn't come from religion. Like right and wrong, yes. Religion teaches right and wrong. Every religion in the entire world has lessons about right and wrong, but like they're mutually exclusive. If that makes sense. Like I'm not trying to be like. There are like, some people that need religion to teach them the concepts of 
yes. trying to do right by their fellow man. And there are just certain people who don't need that right. motivator. Right. And they can just say, oh, I'm going to do right by the people around me. Right. But that's the best way to do so is if you actually have like a religion to say, well, sure. you know what? Let's fall back on this because right. if you don't, if you don't feel like you're going to get your come up in yeah. not everyone has a moral compass inherent built. There them. you go. Yeah. Yep. A moral compass. Whereas religion will always provide a moral compass, whether mm-hmm. or not other religions agree with that moral compass is completely debatable. Right. But every religion in the entire world has their own moral compass. Right. Like what's moral for each religion is different, but mm-hmm. it will provide that for you. Yep. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. And every religion in the world has right and wrongs. And mm-hmm. this is right, this is wrong. That's right. That, that's a that's a like and that's in Earth, but also in this universe, obviously with the three hundred or whatever religions that says it has, same type of thing. There are uh aspects to that. And and, and says has abandoned all of that at this point. Whereas Breeze is goading him a little bit. In this conversation, oh yeah, they have a good little spirited back and yeah. forth here, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, I think yeah, you. I mean, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think you realize later on why Breeze is kind of egging, says it on. It's not really an egging. It's yeah. Breeze is trying to lift him up out of this dark, dark place. Breeze is doing the yeah. exact same thing he's been doing since we have first met him, which is basically push and pull people's emotions to try to get them to the best sense of themselves. Right. In Breeze's way. In Breeze's which, way. Yeah. doesn't always seem like a positive, like, like helpful <coughs> manner because he's so sarcastic about it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, you, I forgot like Breeze, like everything he does is, is in the best interest of everyone around him. He comes across as an asshole. And yeah. he even tries but to sell himself as an asshole, which says it calls him out on in this chapter. I'm sorry, we're talking about Breeze. I got about dueling cane. But, that's um, right. Yeah, that's so, right. by the way, I forgot to talk about the fact that Ellen had a dueling cane in the battle earlier with the Kolos. I was going to bring that up, and I completely forgot about it. That was a really cool picture to envision, too. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was like, he brought in a, he brought in a dueling cane. Yeah. Over, like, I was Kolos thinking about that the other day, like. like okay. When we first started these books, yeah. they mentioned that came in like when started way back three books ago. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this the other day, and I just it sticks with me from this podcast. My favorite moment so far in this podcast was when it mentions that came in before they mentioned that how the magic system works. They mentioned that came had a dueling cane, and I brought it up and I showed mine off on live stream. And a lot of said, that's wooden. I pitched it as metal. And I was like, no. And he's like, why wouldn't it have metal? And I was like, Raffo. Raffo. <laughs> <laughs> it would make zero sense to have a metal Fair deal in the cane. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In sense. this Fair world, enough. you do yes, not yes, want a metal yes. deal in the cane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, good on. But, it, but it, 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 again, you know, we were, like we're talking about, though, I mean, Breeze does things in the Breeze way to elicit the best of people in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he it's and sometimes it's overt and sometimes it's subtle. You don't know uh, mm-hmm. exactly how he's going to do it. 
Sure. Um, and then the fact that Sazic comes back and calls him on it because he's like, you try to you try to put yourself out here like you're an asshole who doesn't care, blah, 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 blah. You're such a liar, my guy. Yeah. He was like, it is so obvious that you like care and you like are doing the best for the will of all those around you and etc. And he's like, you obviously love people and you try to make it seem like you're hard hearted. He's like, it's all an act. He's like, I see I mean, right through you. There's a couple of good lines from this chapter. Oh, there's great one, lines. In this one chapter, of my favorite yes. lines from this chapter is like, says is like thinking about Ellen Venture and like leading people. And he's looking through his portfolio and says, no, says it, says it thought glance at his portfolio. No, a man with no faith cannot lead them. I must find the truth for myself first though. If such a thing exists, like he's struggling so hard. Like, yeah, to find anything. And at this point versus trying to share religions, he's definitely looking at it from a more scholarly as trying to find holes in every single one of them. Yeah. And he's still being scholarly, scholarly about religion, but he's taking it from a completely different standpoint where a book ago, yes, says it about religion. I believe in all of them is what his response will be. And now his response is, I believe in none of them. Like, it's a complete opposite, says yeah. it. Like, I believe in none of the religions. Like, whereas before, he believed in all of them. Right. And yeah. found truth in all of them. Now he believes in none of them and is trying to find the one that doesn't contradict itself. But still, still, he's a scholar. He's still looking through them. Yeah. But good old Breeze. Yeah, but Breeze, he kind of brings him back around. Yeah, you know, he does. You know, slowly but surely. And it's going to take time. I mean, grief is a terrible terrible thing um and so you know he's gonna have to go through it all the steps all the phases yeah of that grief unfortunately um you know and breeze has to go through his own stuff too i mean because breeze has been through a lot you know so yep Yep. breeze breeze has yeah Yeah, so i like that i I like this partnership right now i like this i like this this today a tet Yeah, with these two. like the the in the beginning of the chapter, they get to the whole reason, like they're there and they're like, Breeze and Sazed are at um, Castle Lacal or whatever, the city of Lacal, mm-hmm. to take it over. But they're not taking it over as an army; they're taking it over with paper. Right. I was like, only some really smart people could do that, like Sazed and Breeze. So oh yeah, absolutely. Send, send in the the. Smarty, smarty mm-hmm. pants, yeah. smarty poo poos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Them. Exactly. them dignitaries, right? Yeah. And here they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier to win nations with a sword than it is with a pen, but uh, but the pen can be mightier than the sword. I mean, that's I mean, it's true. I mean, it's a lot easier just to get a war if you have a more superior force. But did Churchill say that? I don't know if Churchill said that or not. I feel like I, that goes back a lot further than that. Yeah, um, maybe Machiavellian. Might <laughs> 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 go back further than that, but uh, uh, Sinzu or Suzu, uh, Heart of Power. It could be. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I feel like it goes back quite a ways, though. That that saying, the pin is mine than the sword. I don't yeah. know how far back that. Goes. Or all the variations thereof, though, too. So yeah, yeah. but um, but it's true. Um. I mean, it's uh, uh, to, to win someone over diplomatically. Um, it's tough. But yeah. Anyway, 
Um, and we end this chapter with the aide coming out and saying he signed a treaty after much deliberation. But yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. The king signed the treaty and his pledge to Ellet. And if you look on the map, uh, Luthadel is kind of right in the center, but there's a river that goes south of Luthadel, and Lacal is due south of Luthadel. Oh, okay. And they're talking about how it's such a strategic. You got it up. Yeah. Oh, there's the map. So Luthadel. I mean, it's, like, it's, 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 there's a lot of stuff on this map. <laughs> so Luthadel is. It's yeah, of course, you got the blurs on yours, well, so I can't really yeah. quite read any of They were talking about how it's just a strategic position um, for the defenses that mm. that Ellen has in mind. So it's interesting, yeah. though, how it's all come around because, like, Jost is – wasn't Jost is the son of – So on this on this map, like, Luthadel is, like, right where my finger is right now, and LaCal is right over here. Yeah, okay. down the river. Mm-hmm. Just down the river. Anyway. Towards the main body of water, yeah. but Got it. it's important for Breeze and um, Seiza to go do this, I guess, because it, for whatever reason, they didn't explain why, but like it's an important strategic point for the overall. I don't know. I don't want to say control, but the uh, oversight yeah. that Ellen is trying to maintain. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Will, since you've looked at the map, since obviously looked at. It, just a quick little uh, thought. What are your thoughts on the map? Because it's obviously not a world map. Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about planets and shit. Like, this is a very, this is a... This uh, is not even a world a, map of the planet. I this mean, is a cell of the entire body of this thing that Sanderson's created. I'm like, even dude, can we, planet, can we scroll to the right? Can we go to another hemisphere? Like we're just in, we're in like we're in Virginia right now. Like let's yeah. go to New York or Florida. There you go. California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not even another planet. Can we just uh-huh. go to another part of this planet? Like what the hell is mm-hmm. going on? That, there that's, you go. Interesting. Uh, there's so much out there that I'm like, dude, we we are just. Totally we'll we'll jump to another planet next. Uh, we're gonna go to another planet uh, for the next book read. But yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, when I look at the map, I'm like, I know there's so much more out there. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's nice interesting. To, it's good to start off on a little little segment, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna just real quick and say, uh, number one, I I love these chapters. Yeah. These these first chapters have been crazy informative crazy action-packed well written and i want to say efficiency is like crazy good in these chapters <laughs> his ability to deliver so much so succinctly is so impressive in the i mean in the opening of this book and it is a huge departure from the last book yeah. the last book i felt was just like verbose for for both sakes uh, mm-hmm. In some instances, it's um, a bridge book. It's and, a bridge book. Yeah, and this book, you can tell. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. It, the The first book was like world building. It's like, hey, here's what's going on generally, but there's a bunch of mystery. The second book, I was like, don't know what's going on here. We'll figure it out. And this book is purposeful so far. I yeah. mean, it's every every well, sentence, every phrase has a purpose there's some meaning to it there's gravitas to it and i love that so i, I it, it will mention this the other night when we we're playing sea of thieves back to that reference 
and the audiobook they don't have the preface in the audiobook. And, oh, and really? the, in the actual book they had the preface. And I, I wish uh, uh, maybe I'll let you I'll, I'll send this to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean I can so look it up, man. But like yeah. the preface to this book, like it starts out with it's from Brandon talking. It's like this is a book where I had to prove I could do this both yeah. to myself and my readers. During the years I was trying to break into fantasy, I noticed I noticed something about new writers is that a lot of them can do great world building and selling books, but there's a lot of people out there that can write good chapters and compelling characters and situations, but finding consistently, I find myself disappointed by the endings of my books, uh, of these books, uh, of these books. However, granted, I'll take a book with a weak ending, but characters over the reverse. Basically, he's talking about like when he wrote this book, I think he realized that this had to be a book. Like, I mean, it had, I mean, he had to like, yeah, Alana, you didn't read, you didn't read that. I didn't realize that the audio books didn't have it. No, I didn't know if I had a preface. When I read, when I read the preface, when I read the preface, I was like, okay. So it's like a mea culpa, basically, for the last book, almost, uh, you know, and which I'm, yeah. I love that because he's taking responsibility for the fact he's like, well, I, I fell into the trap um, where you do the world building and you yeah. set up these like good endings in certain books. But, you know, for the sake of like kind of doing the world building at some point in time, the world building has to stop. Yeah. It has to be about yeah. the character. He even says in the preface, he says, "With Hero of Ages, I need to put my money where the, my mouth was." I, I yeah, that was a in, profound. Yeah, yeah. I invested Good. in writing all three of these books nearly back to back, finishing this one before the first one had even gone to press. Okay. Um, I pushed myself this far and this hard because I wanted to make sure the last book was appropriately themed with the first two books. Mm-hmm. Um. But he says, uh, you know, it says, uh, but I'm exploring new territory. I've never actually finished a series before because this is the first series finished. Um, you know, insane. I want so badly to get it right. Um, and then when when some things went poorly, like Sazed's arc and a rough draft, I felt a lot of pressure to find another path. Like so, like he talks about the stress of like making sure it lands. Yeah perfectly in his mind and and the thing is though what's interesting is i don't even really feel like i have to read the preface to know that i feel like that mea culpa is already built into this book in the first five Five, sections that we've read yeah i'm like it is so obvious and evident to me the the heel turn he has made (laughs) in his writing style to like really deliver um and i'm like i love it i mean so far <laughs> we're like so quickly you know moving through these chapters in this book and i'm like i feel like he's just done so much he has said so much and been so much more impactful and yeah. i always plan by the way for like two and a half hours of reading mm-hmm. when you was you know assign us the chapters sure i as you know i was feel ready for that two and a half hours mm-hmm. took nowhere near that time of course i listened to it at 1.5 speed mm-hmm. sure in the audiobooks it took nowhere near that. Yeah. And I feel like this delivered more than probably the last, not the last episode yeah. of this podcast, sure. but I would say the last two episodes before that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. three. He yeah. delivered that much in such a short period of time. And it was impactful and not just like giving away stuff. It right. was 
it, it really it all had a lot of gravity to it, and I appreciated it all around. Yeah. I, 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 this book's, this book's, I mean, Final Empire, the first book in this series is fantastic. Great book. There's nothing, there's nothing. It delivers um, all around. It delivers. Uh, this book, I, I love this book. Um, it's not my favorite Francis book. Um, my favorite one, we'll get to that one eventually. Mm -hmm. It's in a different series, but, um, yeah, but this uh, is great. This is, this has got a great start. It yeah. came right out the gate, just firing, just, and it's like psh, 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 and answering like, some questions, but leaving enough on the table that like yeah, you're still like absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope the whole rest of this book has got the same kind of cadence going with it. Yeah. Um, you know, has some books come out strong, but I was like, so far every chapter has been written the same way. I feel like this is gonna be the cadence, yeah, all the way out, and I'm 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 here for it. Awesome. So yeah. Well, well, what are your thoughts on the on the start of this book? Are you enjoying it? Are you? Yeah, no, same thing. Um, it it um, <laughs> in in my own defense, I thought I thought we were recording Saturday night last night, and so <laughs> oh, no. I did all my we're reading yesterday. <laughs> I did I did all my reading yesterday. Nice, all right. but I got through it so quick. But I was diligently taking more notes than i had on the other two books yeah intentionally um but yeah i mean it just it kept sucking me in it you know it was what four chapters plus the prologue was like 50 pages i think i got through everything in under an hour and, yeah uh, oh yeah it goes my quick it, yeah it just sucked me in and um mm -hmm. it's yeah. the tone of this book it seemed to start off more um like Alondo said, kind of like jumping to different areas, but getting to the point very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked to I'm stoked to get to this. It's exciting that we're in the the third book of a trilogy, and all these books are what seven, six, seven hundred pages. Like, I've never been a big reader, um, but this is one that's got me really, really. Wait, into wait, it, wait till you get this honky boy right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, I think I have that one. The Wave Kings. Oh no, I have uh this is this is Oh either world, that's where we're Jordan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that's mm -hmm. Either world. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Well, once we get to uh the thousand page books, uh Stormlight Archive. Um well I'm excited for it with this. So uh, yeah. what, once, I am too. I, I'm excited for this book. I can't Mistboard was great. Uh Well of Shinchen, I was kinda like, okay, in a lull. Now I'm I'm ramped back up, so yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get to uh, um, we'll we'll be into uh, Stormlight Archives this year in 2024, which I'm it, I cannot tell you how excited I am. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I missed at Tara. How much have you read? How much has Tara read? She's caught up. She's, oh, she's uh, okay. She's, cool. Yeah, she finished reading the last few pages. Of what are Tara's thoughts? Story. Let's let's get Will's wife's thoughts because she's reading along with us. Uh. Well, so she just finished the last chapter, like before, right as we were starting tonight. Okay. So I haven't talked to her other than um, she gave me her thoughts on the one part. Um, well, when when Alan was you know, taking control and, and sure. then showed up and they were taking control of the Coloss army. She was excited to see Ellen using his powers and yeah. then taking kind of a, not a backseat, but a side seat. Um, so I know Tara was a little tired of Ben just 
being the main, you know, power to be. Sure. So the last two chapters, I haven't really heard her thoughts, but uh, okay. if I were to, um, you know, summon her mind from upstairs to mine right now, <laughs> I think she's feeling the same way. I think she's excited to see where things are going um, okay. because she, I mean, I have thoughts on things. Tara has thoughts times 10 on oh, things. Wait, she's a very... She's commented. There you go. I'm loving yeah. Oh, nice. Good. I'm excited. Ellen is um, answer. I like all the different perspectives catching up in the first few yeah, chapters. Yeah. 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 She, yeah so, so my wife is the one who is my inspiration for like getting more into like fantasy because she's yeah. always been a huge Harry Potter fan, but also just like a fan of good writing in general. She's a writer okay. herself. So, oh, yeah. wow. Nice. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I, I know if I'm into it, she's into it times a thousand. So, cool. um, Great. Yeah, Great. yeah, she's loving it. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't wait for Mistborn to be adapted. I know they've been talking about making Mistborn into a TV series, um, and I can't wait till that happens. But uh, the Brandon it has been in talks to to make this all into a TV series. But, Love um, it. Love it. It would be. It would be cool epic. to see. It would be epic and amazing. Hard to do, yeah. But not but anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. Ten years ago, yeah. Ten years ago, it'd be really tough to do. No, but, um, now, mm -mm. yeah, easy um, to do. There's so much stuff, and as a comic book head, I mean, there's so much stuff. I was like, they're never gonna put it on screen. It's never gonna yeah. happen. And I'm like, oh, well, they made that comic book into a movie or into a series or whatever, mm -hmm. or other books I read too. Yeah. Yep. So now I feel like it's it's if you can imagine it they can put it on screen so it's just hard to adapt to screen that's because they try to take something that needs world building yeah. and you know they try to distill it down to mm -hmm. um whatever time frame they want to stick it into well so i mean the the main thing for i mean I, i've talked about this on other YouTube videos, things like that. The thing that's hard to adapt a book series to a TV series is the main theme of TV or movies, just, just film in general is you show, you don't tell. And, and with books, Always. you just tell, uh, you tell a yeah, story right. and, and you show like, uh, uh with, with, with film, which it seems like a really simple concept, but it gets really, really tough because a lot of this stuff like is inner monologue when you're reading it. When you're reading it on a book, it's all inner monologue. How do you do that on a television show? You can't just have inner monologue because it's that doesn't equate to television. Um, like it's gonna be some voice. weird like side. You, you have, side you have to show. You have yeah. to show. But the, the um, problem with um with movies and I and I know we're like past two hours. I don't want to like belabor this too yeah. much and stuff. But but really at the end of the day, what happens is a lot of times when it comes to movies, television, etc., is they think that the audience is dumb and they yeah. feel like, oh, we've got to explain everything to right. you. It's okay to have mystery. And it's okay yeah. for some people to be like, oh well, I don't get this thing because it's not being laid out in a platter for me. That's not your audience. Don't worry about them. The audience that will, you know, stick with things. I mean, yeah, Lost is another one where it's like, okay, that series came out. Everybody's like, I have no idea what the heck is going on. But yet and still, 
it was yeah. popular for a long time because people it, was. it wasn't handed on a platter to you about like what's right. gonna happen. And that happens in a lot of movies and shows. And some of the most, you know, well-loved movies and shows are the ones where it's not handed to you on a platter. It's like, make me work for it. Yeah. You know, I'm okay exactly. with that. Yeah, well, so. and, and not everyone, not, not, you know, general populace isn't going to read a book. More people are going to watch a show. And I think mm -hmm. watching a show inspires people like me, for example, to go back and read the book because there's a lot of that mystery, right? So right. Maybe that's part of the art of the, you know, cinematography or the, the whatever you want to call it, yeah. making a show is leaving some blanks to draw the viewers in Bingo. to becoming readers, yes. right? I mean, I'm a prime example of that. Um, yeah. I mean, my wife got me into Harry Potter. I still haven't read any of the books, but she's told me enough that I feel like I've read the books at this point. But um, you know. I feel that. But my, my wife's a big fantasy reader too, but she reads mostly uh, young adult YA stuff. So mm -hmm. a lot, like we don't, cross a lot because i don't read a lot of ya fantasy i read a lot of high fantasy so um but she's we, we we still can talk a little bit about some of the stuff but it's it's always interesting like yeah. you were saying get into this yeah it's a stark difference though between watching versus reading but there yeah. are similarities that can be drawn together so yeah it'd be good to, it'd be good to make this into a show this would be very watchable stuff. There'd just be a lot left out. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing seeing the mistborn fly through the sky using elementsy would be so much. Fun. Oh my god! Oh. Dude, seeing a coloss <laughs> head bashed in by a an axe that's controlled by somebody else. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh! And by the way, <laughs> this the, the, the largest coloss in this daggone you know chapter, and like part of his skin was like basically right. outgrown all 15, of his skin. Yeah. Oh, it's the most disgusting. Oh uh, yeah, I like how they say they say like they say like the the five footers like they're not too bad, but just don't get your sword caught in their loose skin. Yeah, yeah. and then they were talking about oh they go up to like twelve foot, and then this thirteen foot one comes out and yeah. his skin's like stretched and like ripping off. Like oh, yeah. yeah, Tara said, imagine Ted soon on camera. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bag of antlers. It's, it's a bag, bag of antlers. Yeah, let's, get, let's get bag of antlers.net registered right now. I mean, the misrates. I mean, so you can like picture the misrates. Like, yeah, uh, we need that. Yeah, weird. Like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and register that thing. So I can go ahead and just start making my images, putting together. There you go. Yep. So without further ado, let's go ahead and do favorite character from these chapters. We had a lot of first person point of views, a yeah. lot of characters. So. A lot you can pick from here, so mm -hmm. let's go. Yeah, we got to catch up with the old gang. Who do you who do you got, Will? Oh man, I'm thinking hard. Um, um, I'll go with Ellen, uh, because he shows up like a boss. He does. Shows up like a boss, takes Dude, control, wins a mini war. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Ellen. I'm gonna go with Ellen for sure. He even had a pimp cane, man. Come on. He had the pimp cane. Yeah, he showed him strong. He so sure did. Him. He sure did, man. Good job. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Marsh. Marsh, man, because oh, Marsh. Marsh is this guy Respect. is he's fighting the whole time. So much he's so trying. he wants to commit suicide. Yeah, he's trying. I mean, yeah, and, and I feel for him. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Pour one out for Marshy. He's not dead, but I'm pouring out for him just because he's struggling. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with Team Tintin because I'm the only one that can't. So, uh, <laughs> respect my, my, bo- my boy, Team Tintin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mr. Scarface himself after his acid hits him. I, I would have said Breeze, but because you guys gave Tintin's a hard time, I got to pick him now. So uh, I just looked up Ten Soon uh, art on Google, and there's a bunch of images of like dogs and like wolves, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not at all you know, what I was I, expecting. Well, because yeah. anytime you want to look up wolf. art on somebody, I highly recommend go to Deviant Art. Yeah, it's let me add a Deviant as a wolf because Tenson was a wolf for most of. Uh, I feel, wait, 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 wait. Be careful though, because obviously there might be spoiler this stuff if you start uh, getting into the too many. Right, I'll characters. close it out because I was gonna because I was gonna do that looking up Vin, um, on mm-hmm. something on Deviant Art, and I saw something, and I didn't know what I was looking at, and I started to get ready to look at, and I was like, wait a minute, I feel like I might be ruining close it. something. Close it out. <laughs> I just closed the. <laughs> Literally, that's what I did. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm not trying I to just, get ruined. So. I just closed my tab. Go I, just, I just closed the tab. <laughs> yep, yep. It's out. I closed it. So, good. But it, it, what it was is because um, um, I was looking at the um, uh, the book covers. There's so many different book covers and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I was like, here's Vin and, you know, like the Miss Bourne yeah. cape and all that kind of stuff. And I think I typed in, like, Vin outfits right, you guys said, do you guys have to do me a promise i mean there's certain things you guys obviously can google but if you google ruin i literally will cancel this <laughs> well we wouldn't have if if you said something because at that point you guys just spoiled completely and uh <laughs> no i'm not not doing it not doing not, it no. not not like no. but it takes away it um, takes away from my enjoyment of reading though too if i was to get ahead and see something so yeah i'm still i'm still here okay okay yeah but i yeah i definitely don't google anything i don't if i don't have to and and yeah. even deviant art because the only thing i really wanted to see an image of this whole time was what a mist wraith looked like when we first read about them there's pictures of those Right, which I did do that on DeviantArt, and nothing was ruined. Yeah. So I was okay. So bag of antlers. Yeah. <laughs> bag um, of antlers. So I was okay with that. But other than that, no, I don't go out and do any like searching for art or anything. Sounds good. Well, next time we're going to be doing five chapters again. So okay. like I said, there's short chapters this episode. There's a lot of chapters, but we're going to do five. Um, okay. So we'll do chapters five, six, seven, eight, nine. So through chapter nine, right. um, let's yeah, let's see if you have let's see this is a good one idea if you have art or anything you want to look up pass it on Alan first that can be a gatekeeper um ask Alan oh, for you okay um, yeah yeah, yeah I I, I mean I locked my wheel reads guys in my basement um they they they're not allowed to actually do anything but live in my basement now mm, um mm. and that's uh, I don't want to do that to you guys but, but wait uh, first of all you don't have a basement <laughs> I've been to your house come on now. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute they locked down or there do i don't let them look at anything nah. uh, <laughs> hey the fans don't know this all right oh, okay. oh, i think ian and chris are downstairs right now but uh, <laughs> um nah but it's uh but seriously if you guys like want to look up stuff i can look up stuff for you obviously okay um yeah like if you're like i need to know what this looks like i can like let me know i'm happy to take time out and find a 
spoiler appropriate image of whatever you want to see. If I'm that makes fine sense. using. I mean, and I actually like when my imagination comes up with its own ideas about what something looks like. <laughs> it's only time I've ever needed something spelled out for me is when I just cannot get my head wrapped around what it looks like. The mist wraith being the big one at the beginning. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Because I typed it in. I did do that. Um, but yeah. this is really early on, though. This is like, what, chapter three or four of the first book? Maybe even earlier than that. Who knows? Um, but that's the only, that's been the only time. But, of course, at the time, we were still world building. I didn't know what the heck we were talking about. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I'm all right with it now. I'm not spoiling anything. Don't worry. I know when to close a, a tab, okay? If I search something, I see something, I say, oh, oh. I'm right. supposed to see that. Close it. Boom. There you go. Exactly. I won't yep. cheat. I'm not cheating. So through chapter nine next week. That's what we're doing through chapter nine. Um, cool. Yeah. So how you can be found is at the CosmicReads.com. Uh, it's our website. You can find links to everything. Find links to Discord, uh, social media. Um, also our Patreon uh, and merchandise. You can buy merch. Uh, we do have it. So go check it out. Um, we have a great merch site with lots of t-shirts. I know someone won a t-shirt recently. We do have a giveaway going on right now. But by the time this podcast comes out, that that will be over with. But there, uh, if you listen to this live, yeah, go on Twitter and go to Cosme Reads, the Cosme Reads on Twitter, and you can like and retweet whatever whatever the rules are uh, for that giveaway. And on Thursday this week, we're going to be doing the drawing. Um, for a free Cosmere book of your choice. So oh, cool. it will, I will be sending you a hardcover copy. It'll be hard. The good old collectible hardcover copies. I like hardcover copies. Like once I got into books, like hardcovers are where it's at. Um, paperbacks are great, but like for shelf presents, hardcovers are where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Like retweet and follow is the way you can enter to win. So, yeah, go to us uh, on Twitter, uh, follow us, like us, retweet us, um, all that good stuff. And uh, if you're lucky, you can win a free book. Um, you tell me what book you want, as long as it's in the Cosmic Universe, and uh, I will send you a hardcover copy of it. So Very I cool. do this from time to time. And that is done because we have great things like merchandise, we have sponsors, and we have Patreon. So if you want to join our Patreon, please consider uh, it helps me do these things like giveaways. It also helps us do things like run a podcast. It does cost some money for our editing software, for the hosting, for all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, help us out. Uh, and like, subscribe, uh, write reviews, do all the great things. I say every single week because it pleases the algorithm gods. They're hungry and they want all of those interactions. So do those things. And, um, yeah. That's all I got for this week, guys. So until next time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for watching the Cosmere Reads. Gosh, thanks, gosh, cause gosh, they fresh. Gosh, thanks, gosh, cause gosh, they fresh.
Thank you for listening to The Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time.